Welcome to Nerd Thug Radio on Money Green Music, home of the throwbacks. Welcome to Nerd Thug Radio, starring Corey DLG, Joey Savage, Yo. and the one, the only, Nico Soros. You should like a dinosaur roar. You should be like, little bit of hands, you know? Well, they can't see my hands. No, but you know, if you're a little bit of hands, or should you have a big tail? Oh, you know, hey, quick well, anecdote. Um, so we started this. A lot of people like approached me, like, "Hey, I really want to be on your show. I want to do. You should interview me on your show." It's like, okay, great. I'm not gonna name the person. Very first words out of his mouth, though, he was like, "Hey, you should you should have me on your show." And I was like, "Okay, that'd be interesting." I said, "What do you want to talk about?" He goes, "I don't know, but we could like wear masks." <laughs> and I, said, I don't even know what to say. Like, I was like, "We're on the radio, though." And he goes, "Yeah, it'll be it'll be great, though. We'll just like wear masks." And I was, I was like, trying to think of a funny like punchline to come at you with, but I just have to laugh. <laughs> well, he wanted to wear masks on the radio. That That's person, where he bombed up. Do you think that person's listening right now? Um, I mean, they should be if they're a good friend, but they're not because <laughs> they're not we're not wearing masks. Or if they know, they're gonna be like, "Oh man, they throw shade at me. I'm not gonna be on your show after all." <laughs> now I am wearing a captain's hat. It, you because know, it's standard. Because, but we still we still ridicule for it, right? Also, you know what I think is funny. There was is no that, vote. Is that Nico? Every show, I think he throws in the word shade. Yes, he does. I'm throwing shade. It's because it's because he's 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 hit. young and he's, he's, he's cool. Shade. So Donald, that was a great intro. But yes, you thank forgot, you very much. You forgot to mention that we were filming today in front of a live studio audience. Woo! Uh, that that's one person exactly. It's, but it's hey, Donald who introduced but us. But hey, okay. Best live studio audience. But hey, and Test One's here. We've got the Juggernaut. We've got Kirk, A Bomb, Storm. We got all kinds of people watching the show today. They're going to put you in the funny farm. They're going to be like, those are all fictional characters. They are they though? Really there. Yes. Are they though? Most likely. Yes. You are, are they? Though? You're convinced you're a captain at this point. Right. Exactly. It's hard to argue. Like, I'm trying to get now. into the uh, mode of playing the captain on that TV show that's going to come out. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? No. Do you guys ever listen to the podcast we record? No. Ever? Are you talking no. about, uh, was it Next Wave? No. Yeah, Next, next Wave. Next Wave. Yeah. Next Wave, the captain. I'm getting into the spirit. So, so yeah. I'm taking the Jared yeah, Leto approach. Okay. Getting into my character. You're going to be like, okay. All right. I am him in real life. You're I'm him in real life? It's very sad that you don't even listen to your own podcast. Well, he's British and you're not doing it, it so I didn't know what you were referencing. Really? Because Jimmy Olsen's white and they cast a black guy. Anything can happen in TV. Well, yeah, but he was still holding a camera, at least. Anything happened. <laughs> I'm still wearing a captain's hat. He doesn't wear a captain's hat. I can get a he brown trench coat. I can get a white t-shirt with a black star. I just think it's very sad that he does not even listen to his own podcast. I subscribe. You should You should definitely... Okay, Joey, if listen. you're really going to be the captain, you should definitely cosplay as the captain when we go to Space City. Combat. I'm in. Oh, that's I'll do true. It. You should. I can't grow the hair, but I'll do it. You should. That would be good. I'm going to cosplay as the captain. Okay. Then we have, then we have uh, Corey as the... The, the chief, the chief, yeah, the chief. Let's get him a wheel. Let's get him a wheelchair and a little green quilt. Yeah, that would be so comfortable. I would nap all day. <laughs> you nap all day <laughs> anywhere. Like, hey. <laughs> so good. But that means that uh, Nico has to be robot man, robot man? machine man. Oh, uh, I'm okay with this. Machine, I like, I like machine. Man. Teen machine. The teen machine. The teen machine. You know where he blows himself up? Yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and well, we digress. Well, so now let's... you spoiled the ending. Yeah. <laughs> so what's uh, what's hot on the topic this week? Uh, this week we're actually going to talk a little bit, uh, a little bit of movies and some TV. We talked uh, sports a lot last week. We sure did. So we didn't get to touch on some of this stuff. Obviously, the precursor for this is coming up next weekend. Is Civil War? Civil Ooh, War coming excited. out what, like five days after the show airs? Yeah. So, so before we air again, everyone will have seen this movie twice. Twice. I might have seen it three times. Wow. You're really going for that captain status. Uh, hey, hey, <laughs> hey, hey. Forget about it. But um, 
as as things come out, as trailers come out, as the movie previews come out, this movie seems to be awesome. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, as we were uh, preparing for the show, uh, we sat here and we watched the uh, new TV spot. Yeah, with the Spider-Man. Spider-Man fighting um, Winter Soldier. I love the Spider-Man. I've only seen him for like three Two, seconds. Three seconds. And he might be my favorite Spider-Man that's been so far. He's, he makes the comments and they actually show how they portray how strong he actually is. Right. It was actually, it, yeah, you know, because they kind of show the Winter Soldier fighting other people and then fighting Spider-Man and Spider-Man just catches the arm. So it is it definitely, yeah, it definitely portrays a Spider-Man that, that, that should exist in a Marvel movie-verse. So, and then the one-liners are obviously... The one-liners are great, and I think what's going to be awesome about this movie is this is the final movie, is this the first movie of Phase 3, or the final one of Phase 2? We, we are in Phase 3. Phase 3. So this is number one in Phase 3, correct? Correct. So this is going to set the tone, I think, for the rest of Phase 3. Right. I'm, I'm really excited to see where it goes, because... We both read the storylines in the comics, right? right? We know, we know, we know what what's happens, supposed to happen. What's supposed to happen. So I'm anxious to see what is going to happen and then how they take it from there. Also, one spoiler that uh, Hero Clicks has revealed to us now. Uh, merchandising always kind of gives some things away. Uh, as a nerd, if you look to Legos, the Lego sets that come out before a movie will often reveal key scenes. True. Very uh, true. Also, vehicles and cameos. If you look around right now in the merchandising, there are Giant Man everywhere. Yeah. There's a Giant Man in the Lego set. There's a Giant Man in the Hero Click set so, for this movie. Scott Lang is going giant. He's going giant. Which so is going to be, be awesome. A huge Paul Rudd at least one point in this oh, movie. Man, I cannot get enough of Paul Rudd. He's going to be huge. I like me some huge. Paul Rudd. Huge. As huge. Donald Trump would say. Huge. So I think this um, show, or this movie, even though all the characters that are going to be in it, uh, I say it's going to be better than Batman vs. Superman. I, well, it's going to have a different tone. Because this is going to kind of start setting the stage. Like you said, it's the first one of Phase 3, so we've got to go in a new direction. Well, true, but Batman vs. Superman was more than not setting the stage for the entire DC Universe. Correct. Whereas this one's setting the stage for the next phase. Well, yeah, Whereas, it, it, even though Marvel has been doing this a little bit longer, I still feel like that this movie is going to blow that one out of the water. Oh, no, I do. I think so, too. Just, which is kind of sad, because we've all grown up Batman Superman. You ask any Joe Schmo on the street, they're going to tell you they know Batman versus who Super, Batman and Superman are. And they're going to have a pick. Like, and, and you would think that, that they would be the bigger conglomerate, but nope, it's Marvel, and it's the Avengers. But well, they, and I think that the advantage is also that the stage is already set for them. They don't have to build anything. They don't have to explain anything. They don't have true. to attach to anything because there's already been 10, 11 movies at this point. Something like that. So they could just jump in and say, here we in. go. And we already got histories to most of these characters. Now, we are going to introduce some new characters in this the movie. Black Panther and the Spider-Man, Black Panther, specifically. Spider-Man specifically. They're going to see him in a way that just is very fluid because both these guys are going to get an origin movie. Very true. So they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna introduce them, but they're gonna do it in a way where they basically say, "Here's Spider Man. You kind of know, or they might even show something in this movie, like some brief origin, and then expand upon it in the uh, in in their own solo movies." And then we're gonna get to see how about a uh, War Machine getting some airtime? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Falcon getting some some major airtime hasn't really had any since the last Captain America movie. Which I still haven't watched. It's the one movie I have. The Winter watched. Soldier? Yeah. Oh, man, that one was so good. I know. And honestly, it might me. be the best of, of of the non-Avenger movies. It's probably the best movie. I geeked out so hardcore whenever they introduced that that was going to be the title. As you know, I'm yes. a huge Winter Soldier fan. You really are. You really huge. Are. And I was reading the comics. You would kind of make fun of me because I'm, I'm reading Winter Soldier solo series. Yeah. And it's kind of, you're trying to remember I called you? I'm like, dude, they released a... 
the title for the next Captain America. You were stoked. And it's, oh, oh God, I was so excited. So here's how much of a Winter Soldier nerd this guy is. Uh, I had a comic shop very briefly. Um, I was best eight months of my life. It was awesome. Best Loved four everybody. months of mine. <laughs> it was great. I <laughs> loved hanging out there. It was, it was a good time. We had a good time. Uh, and so, you know, I'm trying to be economical about what I stocked in the beginning because I've got a limited budget, a very limited budget. And, uh, I put up on my on the Facebook page of of Spogomics, that was the name of the shop. Put up on the Facebook page, hey guys, what uh, you know, what comics are we looking forward to? Because really, if I saw someone put something up there, I was going to buy it and put it in the store. Yeah. Well, this Joker immediately jumps on there and puts Winter Soldier. So then I had to go out and buy three issues of Winter Soldier, knowing only Joey was going to walk in and buy it. <laughs> I bought it though. You did. You did. Even though I was getting a cut of the of the store, <laughs> I still bought the comics. <laughs> you remember, the, you remember also, the other one I told you to get? Uh, that actually other people bought besides me. Was it the? Was is this the X Men? The Uncanny yeah, X Force? Yeah, oh, such a good story. It was. It wasn't interesting. Even my boy Zack Attack was down with that series. I liked the X Force right before it, but it did, the Uncanny X Force was a good one. It was that led by Cable. One. Can you get any better than that? I just don't like Cable. I love him. I don't like Cable. It's not my guy. He's not, not your guy. guy. Is that your? Is that your go-to? Uh, he's X-Men? not. But he's gonna be in the next uh, Deadpool movie. Here's yeah. Here's the thing. Bishop and Cable are probably two of my least favorite X-Men. And they are my two favorites. Because of the time travel. I uh, love just, time travel. The time travel just makes it so darn complicated. Me, tell Bishop, story. Cable, we're going to go back, hang out with Anne Frank and Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> That's your Uncanny X-Force right there. You, you, you three That's our out? Uncanny X-Force. Okay. The five of us. <laughs> we're our own crew. I, I definitely, I definitely still like... Like the imagery of uh, stormtrooper gear, you two. Yeah, that's pretty it. awesome. So that, we digress. Let's get back to the. Um, so, so come, there's a big slate of movies coming out. Uh, we're we're gonna kind of skip over. So before we get to the next set of movies, are you Team Iron Man or Team oh, Captain that's America? A good question. Ultimately, you know me. I'm a free spirit. It comes down to the 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 idea of choice. Uh, knowing the logic of the argument, the argument is essentially that the government is going to ask these guys to submit to the will of the people. And to follow the orders of the United Nations, it sounds like. I believe so, yes. And so they're going to basically tell them when they can and can't be superheroes. Right. So Captain America's stance is, ultimately, we know better. And that is kind of high and mighty. But the reality is, he asked a question that's, that's frankly is true. What if they tell us not to save someone who deserves to be saved? Exactly. And who decides who deserves to be saved? Exactly. So ultimately, I'm with Cap because it's, it's all about that freedom of choice to just, if you think it's the right thing to do, you should be able to do it. I am also Team Cap, obviously. I mean, I'm a huge Captain America guy, but it almost seems like, as you were just saying that, and we just talked about um, Winter Soldier movie, you know, that was kind of Hydra's ordeal, right? They wanted to eliminate the threats of Correct. superhero power people. Well, but they wanted to eliminate threats before, before they, they happen. But doesn't that kind of infringe on who gets to choose who gets to be saved and who doesn't? Yeah, no, it does. It clearly does. Same thing. So, so you're saying that Iron Man is kind of switching sides from... Maybe a little bit. He's kind of embracing... Well, I think the Not problem... Not that he's going like full-blown, oh, I'm Hell Hydra. But, right. you know, he's wanting to play God almost. Well, not deciding not, who's going to be able to get saved and not possibly. Not. No, no, I think it's actually the exact opposite. I don't think he wants to play God. I think he doesn't want the responsibility of choice. He wants someone to choose for him, right? If someone just walks in and says, "Hey, Tony, save this guy," then he's kind of he's obligated to save him now, but I also he doesn't have to. You. That's kind of that was kind of the whole deals with the Ultron. He's like, it's like a pseudo armor around the whole world, right? Right. right. You're be... right. Essentially, you're right. This is him putting someone else in charge of the world so that he doesn't. Tony, it sounds like Tony just kind of wants to step away. Which, in the end of the... Uh, Iron Man 3. No, Age of Ultron. You know, he, they he built a new facility and he kind of... He drives off. So I'm also interested to see how it brings him back in. What brings him back in. So let's go to the Mad Titan, Nico. What, what side do you want? Um, now that you guys kind of explained it, I've always liked, I've always liked Iron Man, but now that you kind of explained it, like Captain America seems like a really good option in this. That's very good. He, he opens up so many different opportunities for all these, like, maybe, like, younger superheroes, like Spider-Man, like, 
you're really going to put someone who's like, he's a teenager in this. Like, he's going to put a teenager, you're going to put him as a weapon of the government at this point. True. See, and in the comic books, when they played this idea out and they had a civil war, as a result of Iron Man's side winning and registering superheroes, what be, they created a, a military camp to train the young right. heroes to use their powers. The comic book was called Avengers Initiative. It was great. I highly recommend people seek out the trades and read them. They were awesome. Teen superheroes learning to use their powers. It kind of goes a little further that because it creates ideas of like superhero special forces. Like, yeah, like there's some dark elements to it. It's a really, it's a really interesting concept that they played with. But yeah, you're right. If you're the government, could you willingly put a 15 year old who has superpowers in in the in the line of fire? So let's go to our studio audience, Donald. We're gonna bring you in for your first comment of the show. You've been geeking out. Four episodes you've been, you've been geeking out over this. Oh, yeah. What side are you on? Team Cap. He's on Team, team Cap, so there you have it. And it's, it's, it's because you have the captain hat on. Good. Look at this guy. <laughs> see, see he knows what's going on. Really. Not, so, not really, but. So as we as we stand here going into the movie, Team Nerd Thug Radio stands united. United with Captain Cap. America. Unanimously. All right, so Corey DLG, hit us with the podcast voice. Take us into the next bit. I'm going to secretly betray you guys about Team Iron Man as no, we walk out of the theater. I don't think you're going to throw the arm I don't think you're going to do that. So also, there's a there's a lot of things coming up on the slate of movies. It's the summer. It's tis the season for movies. Uh, we're going to kind of skip over X Men Apocalypse because we want to talk about that in depth. Closer probably to a couple episodes. Yeah. yeah, closer to release date. Um, but the trailers look great. The lineup looks great. They just did the first trailer where you get a glimpse of Wolverine's claws. Wolverine is in fact in this movie, which I hadn't. I knew he was. This was his last one, but I hadn't seen anything with him in it. Well, it's not. His, it was his last X Men team up. He no, still has. Wolverine he's going to do 3. one more Wolverine movie. He's got yeah, Wolverine right. three. But you're right. All right, so let's jump in. So what's a movie? And we, we, this we, next movie you've been talking about. It's it hasn't even filmed yet, but it's it's in the future. Right, it's in the future, but they've been talking about it, and it seems like it's a done deal now. So we're going to talk about it, and it's such a weird movie that I don't we know have, how I feel about it. We have to talk about this. Men in Black is crossing over with a Twenty One Jump Street. I just I don't see it. Uh, I know. I mean, I, I can see how it plays out. Okay, I'm assuming Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill's character they go to the next evolution and they're going to join Men in Black. That's what I'm kind of feeling. No, I think what happens is the Men in Black show up in a town that they're they're policing in. No, really? I, I, we'll see. That would be kind of interesting too. I think it's going to be essentially the plot from Men in Black One. Remember when Will Smith chases down an alien on foot and Tommy Lee Jones is like he caught a so and so on foot. So you foot. think they're going to catch an alien? And then... I think I think they're going to they're cross paths with an alien and they're going to be like, what the hell is going on? Well, that kind of goes into what I'm saying. Like they're going to join Men in Black. I, I feel like. I don't think they can. I don't think they finished joining him. In, well, is this the third Twenty One Jump Street movie? It will be. Yes. Yes. Then yeah, all bets are off. That's the rule of trilogies, right? The third yeah. one, anything can happen. Anything can happen. I mean, I can see both those guys in a black suit. Yeah. Because yeah. I doubt Will Smith's going to be in it. I doubt yeah. Tommy Lee's. Gonna I haven't be heard in anything it. about any of them, or even um, if they're just going to get a. Uh, it may just Josh be, Brolin. Josh Brolin. Well, that's like older version. That's young, younger version. <laughs> Josh Brolin is young Tommy Lee Jones, like old time movies, I guess. But they could even just bring him in and then like digitally age him a little bit. Maybe so. Tommy Jones at this point has got to be like eighty. He can't. Yeah. He can't possibly I, do another movie. I don't right? think so. But I also read the the guys that wrote Twenty One and Twenty Two Jump Street aren't even a part of this. Which which had me, has me a little bit weird because both of those movies were so good because their writing. Was I'm gonna be honest with you. I did not see Twenty Two Jump Street. Um, I started watching it. I got about fifteen minutes in. I said, "Yeah, this ain't for me." No, I love Twenty One Jump Street. I, I love Twenty One. Twenty Two. Eh. Shout out to Korean Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> I went into it. I didn't see Twenty Two Jump Street. Just because I think there was other movies out at the time. Probably. I just, I rented it. Oh. So you literally rented it. I rented it. it. Yeah. I just, okay. That's not a good sign. Yeah. Well, I mean, if I would have gone to the theater, I wouldn't have left. I mean, I would have stayed. Right. Uh, the only theater I've ever been in where I've seen people get up and there's two movies. I've got one. Go ahead. Okay. The two movies I saw, one was The Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou. 
Oh, that movie is so awesome. It's great. I and love those movies. There was like eight of us that went together at a bunch Wes of my Anderson? friends. Wes Anderson? Wes awesome. I love Wes Anderson. And one of my buddies got up and walked out, and he still to this day complains about that movie. He's not a very intelligent buddy. Uh, no, we call him the Riddler because he talks in questions. Yeah, I'm Only in questions? Essentially. So it's like so a, he's like he's like the announcer from Ancient Aliens. Yeah, well, because he basically... So, okay, here's here's how a conversation with him goes. He walks in, he's like, hey guys, how's it going? Hey, what are you up to? Can I borrow your phone? Hey, can I make a call? Hey, are we really watching this? Have you guys heard? Oh, so he, he, like, never, he, he never not, makes statements. No, only, only questions. Only questions. Wow. Hence the Riddler. Hence the Riddler. Um, What's the second one? So the second one, I kind of understood it was Crash. I don't know if I ever saw that one. Um, there's a lot of racial conversation in it, and this was about six years ago when that was still... Taboo? I mean, it's... it's Sandra Bullock in that? Uh, yes, okay, and she so plays seen... a pretty solid, rich, white, racist lady. Okay, so I've, I've seen the previews, but I don't think I ever went and saw it. Uh, the, the, the interesting thing about that movie is all the characters are flawed positively and negatively. That's interesting. So each of them each of them has a scene where you just, you you really, you grimace, and you're like, I can't believe they just did that. And then each of them has a scene where you're like, I, I respect them. Donald, put that on the to-do list. We're watching Crash. Put it on our to-do list. I'll write it down right now. Like, co-to-do list? Yeah. What's going on in those lives? Nothing. Don't worry about it. We're good. Okay. All right. So, the one movie... Maybe this is why the alley wedding relationship goes so well. So, the one movie that I've been to where I actually saw people get out of... Okay. ...was Jackass. Okay. The first Jackass. I didn't know... So, when it first came out on theater, uh, we were younger. I think we were both in college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, three-ish, maybe. So, we went and saw it, like, during the day. And so, there was only about ten people in the theater... About half of those people were senior citizens. And literally, like, 15 minutes into the show, they are up, out, and gone. I'm trying to figure out the logic of them even seeing it. Like, That's what I'm thinking. Like, why would they be like, not they're jackass? That sounds good. I'll watch that one. That's we'll take one two tickets for jackass, please. <laughs> Can you bet the teller behind the thing? Uh, are you like, sure you want to sure. see this? They should have checked their IDs. If you're over 60, you, <laughs> you cannot can't watch go this. see this. So I did get called out by a teller one time. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons had a movie in theaters. Yeah, I remember that. Marlon Wayans, right? Yeah, and it wasn't good. Nope. But I definitely showed up opening night, me and, me and Zach Attack. And uh, a buddy of ours, we literally walk up to the thing, and I can hear the woman as we're walking up tell the other girl in the ticket booth, I bet these three buy Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, you should have punched her right then and there. Right through the right through the, the, right, through the <laughs> right through the bulletproof glass. <laughs> Zach would have probably done this. Yeah. You know what's funny? He would have went from Zach attack to angry Zach. So as big as Zach is, right? Big guy. Uh, you guys haven't seen him. 6'2". Yeah, about 6'2". Uh, he's, he's built like a guy that if you, if you owed him money, you would probably pay him. Never been in a fight in his whole life. That's pretty impressive. Never been in a fight, partially because of how big he is people assume he knows what he's doing yeah um his fighting stance resembles that of the notre dame leprechaun <laughs> he is the most ungraceful it is embarrassing it really is i've always had when it gets ugly i'm always the one having to handle it and it's not as though i'm some gladiator from rome um but it's embarrassing because he's never once been in a fight never <laughs> once in his whole life it doesn't have to be he's no he doesn't he's, he's big enough that everyone's like mm, forget it and he's got that face that looks serious hence why we always oh yeah he's angry but he, i'm sure his voice gets really loud he's got a kind of deep he's voice got a, he's got a big everything about him is intimidating except for the fact that probably everyone on the planet could beat him up <laughs> from Even a donald? Uh, donald probably would would accidentally kill him that's crap <laughs> <laughs> That's just that. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. All right, so let's let's touch on one more movie before yeah. we get to a break. This is an odd one. I, I'm not sure why they sequeled it, but they did. And then it's I've heard, been a while. It's it's an old movie. Uh, I mean, 1996. So it's 20 years. This this movie essentially helped make Will Smith's career. This it did. What begins his series? He had like a ten year span where every summer he made the number one hit movie of the summer. Yeah. This started it. This this was the one. This was this is ID four two. If you don't know what that means, it's Independence Day, the sequel. The sequel. Twenty years after the original. Right. 
So now Will Smith is not in this one. No, no. It's um, taken over the lead from one of the who's that guy? One of the Hemsworths, right? Or no? Uh, I'm not sure who's actually. Yeah, it's one of the Hemsworths. Is it? It's the the one that was in um, Hunger Games. Oh, uh, Liam. 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 The younger one. The younger one. Yeah, Liam. He's the main character. He's now, the Jeff one. He's Goldblum, the one. Uh, uh, Jeff Goldblum is still in it. Yes, as well as Bill Pullman, who played the the president. president. And Vivica Fox is in it. Did too. she return? I think she returns. Well, she was pretty wide open. Her schedule is yeah, pretty she got nothing clear. going on. Since her and 50 broke up, yeah. she got nothing. So I think the premise of it is Will Smith uh, dies from experimenting or something like that. So I think there's a kid in it who's going to be one of the main characters who like is his son, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, okay. So it's going to be interesting. The, the previews look pretty good. You know what's kind of sad? The only way they could put another black guy in this movie is if they made him Will Smith's son. Exactly. <laughs> How else do you follow up Will Smith 20 years later? Well, the thing about this movie that was cool is Will Smith had a bunch of lines in this movie that wound up like ate this movie up. He stole every scene he was in. Uh, famously, the alien busts out of a spaceship and he punches it, knocking it out. I love that. You later find out that they're wearing giant armor, so that seems like it should be impossible to knock them out by punching it once. But he does. Will Smith. And first thing he says when he does, he goes, welcome to Earth. And then he lights a cigar and he smokes it. Nice. Uh, he also, he's flying the spaceship around. He's like, I gotta get me one of these. Yeah. Like, I gotta get me one of these. Like, every one of the Will Smith lines that later become just canon. Like, you, you see Will Smith and think these things. Independence Day. So... Here's one thing that perplexes me. Will Smith, not in this movie. Nope. However, if I'm not mistaken, he is doing Bad Boys 3. Well, it's a different kind of franchise. I can no, see I get he... it, but I would much rather see Independence Day 2 with Will Smith no, no. than Bad Boys oh, 3 no, with I am Will Smith. so stoked for Bad Boys 3 with and, Will Smith. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Bad Boys 1 and 2, but I'm more Independence Day. If you, if you put those in my hand, I'm taking Independence Day all day, every day. Really? Yep. Because here's what I'm doing. Woo! I want my next partner to shoot just like that. <laughs> just like that. I love it. Because that what that movie the two is even better. They drive a Hummer through the Havana's uh, through Cuba yeah, and just destroy good. an entire uh, drug uh, manufacturing city. I think we were in sixth grade when this movie came out. The first one. The first one. And there was a dollar theater um, in the Woodlands. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. What well, was Conroe back then? No, it was, it was the Woodlands. It was across from, it was actually Oak Ridge. But Oak Ridge, Next yes. to the bowling alley. Okay, yeah. And so me and my best friend at the time, Ben Houston, shout out. We snuck into this rated R movie. I'm sorry, you snuck in at a dollar theater? Yeah, we, to a rated R movie. No, okay, we, okay. You know, okay. We bought tickets right. to a regular movie. We snuck into the rated Land R. Before movie. Time Seven. And, Land uh, Before Time Eight. I just remember for like the rest of the summertime, we were literally thought we were bad boys, like, <laughs> having Nerf guns and just like acting like cops shooting. Dude, it was awesome. <laughs> There's not a like, for the '80s and '90s. There were so many cop franchises. Right, definitely. It was like a thing. Beverly Hills Cop, the Bruce Willis franchises. Die Anything hard. Bruce Willis did, he was a cop. Die Hard. Well, uh, but this really, kindergarten cop, kindergarten cop. This is one of the only one that has survived. And st- well, I guess, well, I guess they just made a couple Die Hards. Huh? Yeah, they didn't Die Hard recently. So That's I'm true, really excited right? to see this movie. Now I will say we both know I know him a little better, but we got a friend Zeb Sanders who is this is true. He's got a minor role in this Independence Day movie. That's true. So I'm excited to see him on the uh, the big screen. Um, he was just recently. Did you watch that show on Sci-Fi, The Messengers? Anybody? Anybody? No. Anybody? No. Made it one full season. He was in that show for a little bit. And uh, he's going to be in this movie, so that's that's cool. Kind of excited about it. That so is neat. Maybe we can get him on, and we can get some backstories on on Hemsworth and Goldblum and stuff like that. That'd be kind of cool, right? That would be cool. That would be cool. I'd like that. Uh, I'm, I'm a little curious how Goldblum secured a comeback. What else is he doing? What, not that he's besides doing, doing those apartment. Commercials. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Is like <laughs> he's he's so not busy that I, I feel like the producers are probably even embarrassed to ask him. 
Like, do we bring back Jeff? Uh, I don't know. I, Here's the great thing to? about Goldblum. Like, before that movie, he wasn't really what you would say, like, a super No, he, hero. Likes, he likes to do the weird movies. Yeah, and, like, in this movie, he's, like, a badass. Well... No, he's a badass, dude. He well, helps... It's basically him solving the riddle okay, to beat the aliens, right. right? So he's a problem solver. He's, like, a nerd badass. Oh, okay, all right. right? The first, the first nerd, nerd badass. Okay. The first nerd thug. All right. Jeff Goldblum, 1996, Independence Day. Right, I'm writing that down. I'm writing it down, down right now. Donald, write it down. The I first four. nerd thug, Jeff Goldblum. I love it. We're making history on this show. While you write that down, we're going to bounce out to a break. We come back, we're going to talk a little bit about a few uh, TV shows. Yep, yep. Uh, that are debuting. Some we that got canceled that we would like to see come back. So stay tuned with us. All right, guys, let me tell you about one of my good friends and a longtime fan and supporter of the show, Wrecker Mike. He's a good friend, and he, he takes care of me every time I've had myself in a bit of trouble, and he can help you guys out, too. Whether you simply locked your keys in your car, or God forbid you get in a car accident or something, and you, or you want to try and just save some money on a deductible, or you've had too much to drink, and you just don't want to mess with the DUI or even run the chance of getting one, Wrecker Mike can help you out. You want to give him a call at 281-830-5819? That's 281-830-5819. Wrecker Mike, he's my friend, and trust me, when you need him, you want him to be your friend, too. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio on Money Green Music, where there's still time to buy ads for the month of May. All right, and we're back, guys. Corey DLG, Joey Savage, nope. the one Nico to rule them all, with our special guest studio audience, D-Will. Woo! D-Will, I like D-Will. That would be his basketball name. That would be his basketball name. They'd be oh, like, D-Will, D-Will, white chocolate. Playing like seven minutes a game. What? Three assists. All right, so what we got next, man? That'd, that'd be it. Three assists. That's it. Um, so actually, okay. So you I can see him movies. wearing like short shorts and like two yeah, like socks. Yeah. <laughs> Old school John Stockton. He looks like John Stockton. A little bit. When yeah. they like a young, he'd be like his kid. When yeah. They, John Stockton Jr. When they sub you when they play like the Carl Glotrotter theme song. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all do not want to see my basketball skills. Yeah, I do now. Donald, Donald, write it down. We want to see your basketball okay, skills. We'll, we'll play a little one on one. We'll play some one on one. Put on the YouTube page, soon, dude. <laughs> oh, you don't even know. You don't even know how good I am. You're done. I'm so bad. You're you're banned so from playing just because I broke my foot three years ago. <laughs> three, that's not even that long ago. No, right? no. exactly like it never happened. But I've got. He doesn't have permission. I could beat all. Life I could beat all you. <laughs> None of y'all can beat me one on one. All right, so we talked about movies. So now it's time to move over to the other true form of entertainment. Television. Television. That's right. So TV killed the radio star. Man, it really did. Rest in peace. Right, um, we're the radio star guys. All right, we're <laughs> that's true. We're podcast stars. Yeah, get it right. Internet radio stars. Guys, we're our right. name is T- Nerd Thug Radio. I don't know if you guys are trying to get away well, with it. Well, since we can't decide who the star is, he's I, too young. I vote TV kills him. He's too young. <laughs> <laughs> Big sacrifice to the TV gods. All right. So there's obviously a new show coming up that's comic book based. That pretty excited. We haven't talked about it yet very much at all. I don't I think, think we've, we've, we've mentioned, mentioned it. it. We've mentioned we haven't it uh, gone in depth. No, we haven't. Okay, so this show is crazy. We met, you know what? We mentioned it last week when I was professing my love for Fox's Vertigo or Fox's show, The Preacher. There was a Vertigo comic, Lucifer, Lucifer, Lucifer. Yes. And you kind of I touched, hinted on you hinted at Preacher. Okay, so Preacher is just absolutely the craziest, darkest, most insane book Vertigo ever made. So here, you want to hear a funny story about Preacher? Absolutely. So as we're recording, I'm holding in my hand the first trade issue of Preacher. Correct. So me and uh, D. Will, John Stockton Jr. over here, we used to work together. Okay. Sat right next to each other, right? I come in with this with this trade, and I'm reading it. 
And he's finished with something. He's reading his lunch. He's like, hey, man, you got anything I can read? And I say, Donald, if I give you this trade, you will never read a comic in the rest of your life. No, no. This will destroy your, That's true. This will destroy your good values. <laughs> so, Donald, when this show airs on May 22nd on AMC, don't, don't watch, watch it. it. Okay? Don't Put watch in your notes. It. Don't watch. I'm going to watch it. If, if, Just because no. you told him not to, you're going to do it. Now, yeah. now, okay, so going into that, though, I, I feel... As crazy as the comic is, I don't think they're going to be able to do anywhere near the justice on the TV show. So let's try and break this down here. So the premise for the comic book is that God has left heaven. A creature was born through the consummation between an angel and a devil. That creature is to be destroyed. It flees heaven because it doesn't want to be destroyed. Well, and they have it like imprisoned, and there's supposed there's some guys watching, some right. angel sect watching over it. Right, and, and it, it escapes. It escapes. And it escapes, and it bonds with... This down-out-of-his-luck preacher who doesn't even believe in God anymore has lost his faith. He's struggling with... And he hasn't been a preacher that long. No, and he's struggling with the darkness of humanity. And he gets possessed, uh, bonded with this entity. His name is Jesse Custer. Okay, and that's the preacher. And this entity gives him the ability, initially, in in the comic book, to kind of speak in this God voice. And whatever he says in that voice, you have to do. You literally do. So, he doesn't use it very often in the comic book. So, imagine... All the things you can make somebody do. Uh, there's a scene... There's uh, some graphic stuff. There's some graphic stuff. He definitely loses his temper and he says something we've all said before. And then the person literally has to do it. And he uh, does. And he does. And then he tries to kill himself, I believe, right? Yeah. Uh, because it's terrible. He can't stop. Right. He can't stop. He, he has can't to stop doing it. Right. Uh, essentially, the the, uh, the preacher tells him to go F himself. He's, go fornicate yourself. And so the guy... He fornicates himself. He fornicates himself, and then he kills himself when he's done. There's another one. He tells a guy that he has to sit on the beach and count every single grain of sand. And uh, if he loses count, he has to start over. So there's a scene famously where the guy is literally counting sands, and he gets to quadrillion, and the wind comes through, and he just starts crying. And then he starts over again. One, two, yeah. three. So as he goes on this adventure, he runs into... All a, kinds of people. A vampire. So the three main characters of the, the comic is the preacher, Jesse Custer, mm-hmm. his ex-girlfriend, Tulip. Correct. And then there's a vampire. Right. I forget his name. Uh, we'll, we'll find it later. But there's a, it's one of the, something, someone Tulip has run into and her travels trying to find him. Right. The three of them kind of bond together and form this crazy bond. Right. And they and, go on this adventure to find God and uh, the preacher wants to use this voice on God to make him make the world a good place again. He wants to find out why. He left heaven, basically. Right. So that's the beginning of this journey. So the show has obviously got some big boots to fill. Big boots, because there's a... The angel summoned this, like, demon bounty hunter type guy. When, who, when did the preacher release? The comic book? Yes. Oh, this wow, was early 90s. Early 90s. So. Okay, because this is kind of interesting, because there's actually an anime called uh, Code Geass, where uh, pretty much almost the same thing. There's a noble who gets the ability, he gets a crazy eye power, that if he's looking at you, he can tell you what to do, and you have to obey him. And towards the end of the series, he actually, like, loses control of it, so he can't turn it off. So he accidentally, like, tells people to, like, he tells, like, one of his cousins to, like, just murder a bunch of people. And, like, completely stains her name. But he uses it to fuel his revolution. And at the end of the series, he uses his powers on God stop basically the end of the world. So Nice. Nice. Okay. Yeah, so probably ripped off from this, probably. Exactly. Definitely ripped off from this. I think 2006. It's a pretty old show. Okay, yeah, definitely ripped off from this. <laughs> so Preacher is written by Garth Ennis. And so. he's already known as kind of the dark voice of comics. So we got the boys. Right, the Great. boys. Uh, famously, his run on Punisher was yep. the most brutal one. All of the really graphic death scenes in the John Travolta Punisher movie were taken panel to frame from Garth Ennis' mm-hmm. Punisher stories. So this comic... I love it was, Punisher movie, by the way. If you're looking at comics, you base them... TV way, like PG, PG-13, whatever. This is super R. 
This is super hard. This, this is, is hard cringing hard. on like rated X. Uh, there's a uh, there's a character called Arseface in the comic books. Arseface, yep. His He's face. a teenager who tried to kill himself in honor of Kurt Cobain. Yep. Uh, he fails. However, he does shoot his a hole in his face. So when they fix him, they basically sew his face inward. So it looks like he's got a a butthole, a butthole in his face. His face. <laughs> so there's no other way to say it. He's got a butthole for a face. So I'm, I'm really interested to see how this is going to play out on TV. It's going to be on AMC. Seth Rogen is uh, producing or executive producing. I think he is. Uh, this has been shot around for a long time, right. so this is definitely going to be a passion project, which leads me to believe they're going to have a clear vision. It's probably going to be pretty similar to the comics. Uh, Maybe not as graphic. Probably not as graphic. The character you were referencing is called the Saint of Killers. The Saint of Killers. That's him. And basically, he, he kills everybody. He kills everybody. That's his skill set. But not the preacher. Not, well, and that's the problem is the preacher, at one point, I think they do cross paths at some point. They preacher, cross paths in the first trade. Do they? Yep. Okay, the preacher uses the voice on him, right? Yep. And now the Saint of Killers wants to kill him so bad. But he can't. Yeah. So it's pretty good. I'm pretty excited to see it. Seth Rogen always does a great job. I've seen some of the photos that have come out. They've had one little teaser. It doesn't really give away anything. No, it really doesn't. It's just Tulip in a car fighting some dude. Well, the other one with Don, Dominique Monaghan yeah. talking. Also doesn't really reveal anything. So I'm, I'm really excited. I'm putting that on. That is my show to watch this season. Okay. Now, Corey. I have a show to watch. You have a show to watch this season. I don't know what it is. No. Uh, Stinko Nico doesn't know what it is. Uh, the studio audience. Utah Jazz doesn't know what it is. Holding Spirit. Utah, that's the perfect. That is. We're going to start calling him Utah. Yeah. Utah. Oh, you can be like Johnny Utah, but not as cool. Yeah. We'll call him Donnie Utah. Donnie Utah. Donnie Utah. <laughs> yes. Donnie Utah. Yes. All right. So, Corey, hit me with your okay. show to watch of the season. So, if you recall. When I uh, started my love affair with Netflix, yes, uh, I told you about a show that I was really enjoying. I thought it was canceled. And I was like, "Man, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna finish this season, and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna be unhappy." It turns out it's been renewed for a second season. The show is called Dark Matter. You know what? I was trying to think of a name because I remember you telling me about this, and I was trying to remember the name of it, and you beat me to it. The premise it was great. The first season starts out; it's uh, they're in space, they fly around in the spaceship, and yes, I remember this. This is good, guys. Hey, everyone. Stop for a second, listen, because this is actually a really good show. So the premise is they wake up in their little stasis pods and they have no memory. And it turns out that when they went to the stasis pod, someone deleted the memory of everyone who went to stasis pods. So they all come out with no memory of who they are. They're trying to figure out what's going on. They're low on supplies, low on fuel, they're damaged, so they land at the closest planet. As they land, they tell the computer, like, they're trying to go through the computer files to figure out who they are. While they're on the planet resupplying, they discover this planet's in danger. It's about to be invaded by something called the Raza. No one knows what they are. They speculate that the Raza are these really scary aliens, half lizard, half human, that are just going to murder everyone. No one knows what the Raza are because anyone who encounters them dies. So they take the supplies, they go back to their ship, they're refueling and refitting, and then it turns out they find out their ship is called the Raza. That's and them. Not only are they the people everyone dies when they encounter, they find out that all of them have these crazy rap sheets. They're terrorists, they're murderers, they're hitmen. These are the worst of the worst in the universe. Sounds awesome. But you've already fallen in love with them in the first hour because they've already bonded into trying to deal with the fact that they have no idea what's going on. So you know what? This just dawned on me. Last week, we closed the show out, I think, by doing some stuff on villains. Yeah. And I said, I wanted a villain movie. This is my villain show. This is your villain show. This is it. It really is because... This is it. I'm excited. Because they're hitmen. I'm and smiling they, here. And they sort, of, they sort of had these moments where they, they, they kind of... They feel that villain inside of them, and they kind of revert for a second, and then they're like, "Why am I doing? Like, why? Why did I just have the impulse to throw them in an air tub? Like, they don't want to do that." This sounds awesome. It I, is. I've got to get on it quick. So it's a great show. It ends on a cliffhanger, though, and so I was like, "You're kidding me!" They ended the show on. A, they ended season one on a cliffhanger. Well, of course they did. Turns out it was renewed for season two on Sci-Fi. I was trying to find the date that's going to come on, come back uh, before the show. Couldn't find it. 
It sounds like it's summer, though. So, coming up pretty soon here. Sci-Fi is kicking some butt right they now. They do. They have some show. great original programming. There's a new uh, show. We'll get back to your Dark Matter. But there's a new show that comes on Fridays. And it's called uh, Winona Earp. Uh, right? See, I didn't and enjoy that as much. It was an interesting concept. It's based off of a comic book. Oh, uh, okay. A, okay. a comic book. And uh, I've seen the first three episodes. It's not bad. It's that real sci-fi cheesiness. Yeah, that's uh, where they you lost know me. Mind. I want to time travel back to the Wild West. So you it do. touches to me. You do. It and touches just, to me. I like it. But this that, does, definitely has flavors of the Wild West. Also, Doc Holliday. Doc Holliday. Returns. Yeah. So, but this black... Black Matter, right? Dark Matter. Dark Matter. It's on Sci-Fi. Sci-Fi. Sci-Fi is the step uh, up the game. Also, Magicians looks really good. I haven't got to catch it. I'm going to try and start it from I the beginning on I think they just ended their season, right? Oh, I, I don't know. I Why? think the season is ending, because I think it was ending right when uh, Winona Earp was starting. Okay, so that same, same time slot. Dark Matter. i got to get on this. I love Yeah, so, so the whole the whole first season on Netflix, binge watch it over over this, uh, over this coming week. You're going to enjoy it. And it. then season two is coming up. Here very soon, and uh, there's a cliffhanger. There's a cliffhanger ending from season one. So as soon as you see episode thirteen, you're gonna demand season two air immediately, and it's coming up. Here's it's- what I like about cliffhangers and hate about cliffhangers. So when you're watching a show, you get a cliffhanger. You're obviously want to watch the next season, right? So your big shows, The Walking Dead, all they usually cliffhanger something. Yeah, they do. But then uh, ever so often, a show comes along like Constantine. It was on NBC. I love that show. They ended the season on a cliffhanger. It didn't get picked up or renewed. Now I'm left here holding crap in my hands, not knowing what was going to happen. And that's actually kind of what I wanted to ask you about. What canceled shows do you want to see come back? Constantine. I'm, Constantine. I'm transitioning right in from you to me to Constantine. <laughs> the guy who played Constantine was amazing. He really did. He nailed Constantine. That really show did. was awesome. And he's also still picking the character up in other stuff. Yeah, he uh, came in and Arrow. He did a, a scene or an episode in there dealing with the um, what is R- resurrecting the, resurrecting the, the White, the Canary. White Canary and a Nana Parbat. Yeah, the, uh, whatever that lake is, fountain or whatever. <laughs> the, it's, it's escaping yeah. me. Uh, the name is escaping me. Razagul's Lazarus Pits. Hey, Utah Donnie. Yeah, Lazarus Pits. So he did a whole episode in there. Um, now it would be cool if they're not going to renew the show at any point, apparently. But if they could bring him into Legends of Tomorrow, that would be pretty. That's cool. actually the talk that I've heard. Is Legends of Tomorrow has been picked up. However. They're going to completely redo it. It's going to be something totally different. They're going to revamp come season two? So, like, what they want to do is the same concept as True Detective. Every season be different and yet have some similar themes. Right. So, Constantine's definitely one of those shows that got canceled that when I, you know, I was following it pretty closely. Is it going to get picked up? Not going to get picked up? When, and it actually had a surge in viewers. Yeah. When NBC decided, no, we're not going with it. And I think part of the issue was... NBC was running Constantine, but then they were running a bunch of Bible shows as well. Oh, right. So those saying, kind of, you, you did say that, actually. You know what? When the show debuted, you mentioned that you thought it was a potential conflict. Because, you know, you've got Constantine, who's, you know, witchcraft, magic, and all this stuff. Right. And then Voodooism. It's, it's airing against, airing on NBC, right. the same thing that's doing, you know, these Bible shows that are doing old school Bible stories. That's right. They were at the time. I forgot about and that, so but you're, you're 100% correct NBC about that. canceled it, and now there was some talk about somebody picking it up, like Sci-Fi or CW or... Or even Netflix. Even Netflix and nothing. So, man. That's kind of an interesting thing to pass up. It is. Hulu. Listen to me. Hulu. Netflix can't do it because they're locked in with Disney. But Hulu, you could take on Constantine. Well, you know. I'm calling Hulu out right now. Calling them out. Calling Hulu out. Here's the thing. If I was Hulu, I don't know that I would pick up Constantine, but I would pick up the rights to it and roll it into something. Yeah. Hulu, pick up Constantine. Hashtag Hulu, get Constantine. I would use use Constantine in some time. Maybe do another Constantine movie? Yeah, that'd be cool. Because this guy really does play a good Constantine. Yeah. Way better than Keanu Reeves. Uh, see, but I love that movie, too. But yeah, but he's way different. better than Keanu. They're different. 
He, he definitely is. Um, so so what about you? You've got a, a couple of older shows here, that you... Here's what I think they should have done. About. Here's what I, so the Buffy characters and cast essentially were kind of burned out. It was eight or nine seasons at that point. You had Buffy, and then you had Angel. And then Angel. I really liked Angel. I liked Angel better than Buffy. See, and Angel had a really good run, too, but then eventually all good things come to an end. Yep. What I think they could have done from there is they could have just started rotating. They could have done a, a season of Spike, yeah. and then a season, and then come back and done a season of Angel, and then come back and done a season of Buffy. And then come back and team up. Well, you could team them up. You could do different combinations. You could even do crossover episodes, Buffy and Angel come in for like three episodes so that they stay in character and stay in shape. You know, and they're bringing everything back. Uh, hey, listen, Josh Whedon, you're not doing anything with the Avengers anymore. That's Well, uh, you know, recently he actually kind of went on an apology tour because he, he kind of badmouthed Age of Ultron too when it came out on his publicity tour. He basically said some pretty nasty things about Marvel. And now he's gone on a, kind of an apology tour and said... Which is really odd since his brother does Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. So come on, dude. I mean, if you've got some hard feelings, hey, your brother is still working, working for the guys. Chill out. Yeah, you gotta, but hey, you gotta, he's got nothing else to do. He really doesn't. He needs to go back and recreate the Buffy Angel. Well, and you know, they did a comic series continuing both, which was right. good. I, the Buffy one was great, and I mean, the Angel one was okay. What is Sarah Michelle Gellar doing right now? Not a lot, but... Well, I, you know what? She is doing something. What is she doing? They've got a new Cruel Intentions, the movie... They're doing a TV show that she is on. Can't, she can't. She's she's like forty now. I know she but she's doing intentions. I don't know. A uh, comment where someone was just talking about how hot she still is. Sarah Michelle Gellar is definitely still. And you got to think, hot. Bones, the show is, is kind of running its course. So you know, you know I think the two of them. Are, yeah, David Boreanaz. I think the two of there. them are just content to make money forever. Uh, the Dave so. Chanel sister and, and Boreanaz. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go off topic just for a quick second. Go. So when we were doing our big Netflix whatever. Right. I said David should play. Wonder Man. Right. Have you read any of the uh, stuff on Guardians of the Galaxy 2, the movie? Uh-uh. No. Nathan Fillion is Simon Williams. Get out of not here. Not lying. That's now, awesome. they're not sure if he's actually cameoing in the movie, but they're setting it up so, you know, he's a, an actor. Right. And I guess there's some movie posters of Simon Williams playing different movies and it's <laughs> Nathan Fillion's face. So it kind of leads into, is he going to be in the movie? Or now we've introduced him so he could pop up somewhere yeah. later. That's kind of interesting. Movie. Pretty cool, right? That is kind of cool. All right. Because uh, famously, the, uh, Simon, Simon Williams' Wonder, uh, Wonder Man has a, an interesting history with Guardians of the Galaxy. Because we're right. based as a future comic book. Originally, Guardians of the Galaxy was based in the future thousands of years. Correct. Charlie 27. Charlie 27 and all that. At one point, they meet uh, Simon Williams. He's going by a different code name at the time. But eventually, he reveals that he was, in fact, Wonder Man. Back in the day. Back in the present day. Hollywood, right? Hollywood is what he was going by. And it turns oh, out yeah. that he's immortal because of ionic energy. You find that out in Guardians of the Galaxy, not anywhere else. You don't nope. find that out in a Wonder Man comic. You don't find it out in Avengers. So he's how just, awesome would that be if he pops up in this movie? He does have a... The character has an interesting relationship with Guardians of the Galaxy. And yeah. I kind of can already envision in my head the cheesy actor. In Ultimate Spider-Man, they do this great thing where they build up Kraven the Hunter for many issues. He has a reality TV show. He hunts exotic yeah, animals. Yeah, I remember that. And he I says like he's it. coming to New York and he's going to hunt Spider-Man. He's going to hunt Spider-Man. So finally they cross paths. And actually Craven the Hunter is an excellent hunter and does in fact track down Spider-Man. However, when they fight, Spider-Man punches him once and really hurts Craven because he has no superpowers at all. He's a completely normal guy who's pretty good at hunting things. So Spider-Man's like, wait, I don't understand. You, you had no powers? Yeah. I kind of envision that, like, that reality star goofball, over-the-top wannabe... That's that I could see Nathan Fillion's Wonder Man being that guy, but Wonder Man's actually kind of a badass. It, it turns out it's it gonna be cool. Out. It's gonna be kind of like the opposite. Yeah, okay. so, 
He's, so, like, so he's we, real. <laughs> All right, so we digress. We did. TV. Uh, Buffy actually at one point had a cartoon that they were developing, and, then, and it, it went nowhere. Because kids don't want to watch that. Well, I, th- adult I, think, the, swim? I think the problem is, they, exactly, I don't think there was an adult swim at the time, and so there wasn't really a good landing no spot. There wasn't, a, there wasn't an archer yet. So there wasn't Space Ghost. So you would have had to have put it like after Simpsons on Fox, and it doesn't really fit that format. Yeah, that would have been kind of awkward. It would have been. It wouldn't really have flowed. So... So let's get into a show now. We're going to touch on it briefly here. We're getting up against a break. I don't feel like it's been renewed yet. No, and it hasn't been, but but the producer of the show seems very confident. And we're talking about Supergirl. Right. So Nico Stinko, Rico the Mariko over here, Ooh. has seen the first couple episodes. Not a big fan. I didn't like um, it. I didn't like it very much. My, my seven-year-old loves Supergirl, so we've been watching it, and it's grown on me. It's kind of cheesy. It's kind of wholesome. It's, re- it's real, real cheese. Real cheese and wholesome superhero-type fun. So it's not as dark. So imagine. I really like that your daughter likes it, though. Yeah, if it's yeah. So see, that's what they're going for. They're trying right. to get females more. What other female lead superhero show is there out there? Uh, there's not. And there's it, not. And really, Wonder Woman should be that thing. But and they chose Supergirl. And the chick that plays her does a great job. Melissa Benoit. Benoit, how you say her last name? If she's if she's family to the Canadian, yeah, uh, she is Canadian. So uh, she plays the, the lead character. Um, you've got Jimmy Olsen, who's we. Alluded to several times in the show is played by an African American guy who's pretty buff. Okay, um, and it's it's just greatness, and it hasn't been renewed yet. And I feel like it should be. It's one of those just good it most, wholesome. It most likely will. It's yeah. I it's one of those good wholesome well, TV here's, shows. Here's the problem: it comes on Mondays, uh, so I could see it being an issue on you know with football season coming around. So it might get pushed back. To well, then, yeah, they would have to avoid football. But here's the issue really at hand. These shows do good numbers, but not great numbers. They don't do network numbers. See, it does. I I, th- I don't. I know if I've seen the numbers yet, but I, if I could guess, I would say it would do great numbers if it was on the CW, correct? A and E, something like that, correct? Or for NBC for being network. That's CBS. kind of what was going on with Constantine. Constantine right. was doing solid numbers if it was on Sci-Fi, right? If, if, if it was on CW, if it was on CW, and that's but the thing was, on NBC, not so much. It's not so much. The Flash so. and the Arrow. The reason they're going to exist forever, and I think they're going to get renewed until until yeah, the people no don't want to be in them. Right. Until Stephen Amell and um, Gus. Whatever the guy's name is, yeah, both say they're they're done being super. They're going to have a show to be on. But it's because they're Grant Gustin, Gustin. Grant Gustin, Grant Gustin. and it's because they're doing they're you know they're doing six to eight million viewers, which is crazy for that network. CW crazy. So speaking of Grant Gustin as the Flash, he did do a crossover event. Uh, six to eight hundred thousand. I apologize. He did do a crossover event on Supergirl, right? And so they cross over and they do something interesting here. That you and I kind of both agree is, is smart. They basically implied that there's a multiverse. So that, we go back real quick. Marvel has basically one universe. Correct. Everybody's in the same universe. So everyone can cross over and bump into each other. Okay. That's why the movies and the TV show interact, because that's the point of their universe. But with DC... They purposefully say there are different realities, different heroes exist on different worlds, and they cross paths rarely and for big events. So what you have now, literally, with DC, and DC's always been real big about the multiverse. Right. Several different worlds, and they all... And Marvel does touches on this just a bit. They just converged all of theirs into one, basically. Right, because but, they like having their people all in the same place. But now, you have three different universes on TV, and you've got one of the movies. So you've got Supergirl's universe. Okay. You've got the one that Flash and the Arrow in. Okay. You've got Earth 2, which the Flash opens Correct. the time thing and travels Correct. to, and where Zoom comes from. Correct. And then you've got... You know, the movie one. So it's four different Earths 
all tied into the DC, so it, it makes me feel DC when I watch these shows. You're right. It doesn't confuse me. Like, no, I get it doesn't. It. I you understand. Don't, you don't have to ask why they're crossing over or not, because they're not the same universes. They don't exist together. And I think that's really smart, and I think when The Flash and Supergirl crossed over and purposely did that, it made it really easy to understand, but it also protects both networks from having to deal with their characters getting dragged onto other channels. Very much so. Because now... If they ever do, you just explain, well, they were in another universe. Yeah, another universe. So one of the things you told me as we were prepping for the show you liked about Supergirl is they introduced this character. The Martian Manhunter. Awesome character. So this guy, we've said before, he's one of the baddest people on the planet in any DC He's universe. the Mike Tyson of DC. He, well, no. Baddest man on the planet. He's the baddest man on the planet. He's not Mike Tyson. He's probably more Lennox Lewis refined but still scary. Yeah, very scary. Um, Because he, there's literally nothing he can't do except with stand fire. So, invisibility, shape-shifting, telepathy, super strength, flight, Martian vision, all kinds of craziness. This guy does it all. It's weird because he hasn't had a real presence before this. He, he appeared in the Smallville. Smallville kind of was building up to a Justice League. Yeah, and Smallville point, was cool because it introduced a lot of characters. There was tons of Well, seasons. ten seasons. Ten, ten seasons. seasons. So it was very awesome. So they definitely toyed with the idea of doing a Justice League at one point because they had a Flash. They had a, an Arrow. Everybody. They, they had a, a John Jones. And then I believe they had a Green Lantern. I believe yeah. so, right? And they and they toyed. The final season, they, they paired the five of them up. And kind right, of, yeah. Dropped Wasn't there a hint. cyborg as well? Yes, there was. Okay. Yes. And so they, they had it all. They had, and they dropped the hint that these guys were going to make a Justice League, but then they never did. So John Jones, other than that, those brief appearances where the special effects were kind of limited TV wise, never been in anything. So now, never. This is a good John Jones. From the previews that I've seen, from the trailers, this guy, they're showing that he's on the level and even showing Supergirl how to train and use her powers. Yeah, he is. So I'm going to take it out to the break real quick. So one of the things that Supergirl's done, done well is they've got a female focus as the center of the show. And I think as a storyteller, a strong female is so super it's underrated. I mean, you're getting females into comics, right? into comic TV. We're going to acknowledge them. I don't think it gets them in. It acknowledges that they are there. They can be, that they can be superheroes. Exactly. Well. They've introduced the, green, um, the Martian Manhunter, which is awesome. And they've done it as Supergirl, who is Superman's cousin, and they've only alluded to Superman very often. They, they usually refer to him as her cousin. Right. Or Cal-El. They never... They don't even like to call him Superman. Right. And he makes a couple brief appearances, but not enough to to hurt the show or take away from the show. So if you haven't seen Supergirl yet, or if you've got daughters that you know you want to get into comics, tell them to watch Supergirl. Yeah, and it's it, it they just do a really good job, bro. They really do. All right, so that's going to take us out of movies and TVs. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna come back with you got a casual gamer. Yeah, we got a, we're gonna do a small segment on the casual gamer, something that me and uh, Nico over here uh, we're aware of. All I don't right. know if you are yet. I don't know. We gonna find out. We gonna find out. We want, to do, we want to do a quick character spotlight on Iron Man, and then we also want to play a game we've invented called Going Exclusive. Going Exclusive. So stay with us. All right, guys, let me tell you about one of my good friends and a longtime fan and supporter of the show, Wrecker Mike. He's a good friend, and he, he takes care of me every time I've had myself in a bit of trouble, and he can help you guys out, too. Whether you simply locked your keys in your car, or God forbid you get in a car accident or something, and you, or you want to try and just save some money on a deductible, or you've had too much to drink, and you just don't want to mess with the DUI or even run the chance of getting one, Wrecker Mike can help you out. You want to give him a call at 281-830-5819. That's 281-830-5819. Wrecker Mike, he's my friend, and trust me, when you need him, you want him to be your friend too. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio on Money Green Music, where there's still time to buy ads for the month of May. All right, and we're back. We're sitting here on Nerd Thug Radio with Corey DLG. Mm-hmm. I'm Joey Savage, and to my left is the king of the Morlocks, Nico. So, casual gamer, 
This is our second segment that we've done so far here. I love the casual gamer. I love the casual gamer. Okay, so real quick, it's a bit of news that kind of broke uh, this week. I don't know if you've heard about it yet. I haven't. I haven't. I'm excited. But here it goes. Okay. Ready? In the year 2017, Nintendo is releasing a brand new gaming console that is going to rival Xbox One and the PlayStation 4. Really? How excited are you? That's a big deal. It is a big deal. So, back history, they came out with the Wii. They broke, went crazy. They sold tons of Wiis. And they went to next-gen Wii U. Not as much as they they thought. So it's, it's been in, in the current console generation. The Wii U has been lagging behind since the release of pretty much the Xbox One and PS4. Right, they absolutely, just demolished the Wii U. And well, so, and the reason the Wii sold what it did is because it was fun. It was light. It wasn't involved. You didn't you didn't right. play forty hour games. You played twenty minute games. Yeah, and this actually sold in households like families played. Oh yeah, the Wii. Together. My mother, both of my my mom and my mother in law. Both for Christmas one year, one of them. Because on top of it just being a fun video game, it was like motion activated. So exactly. You could play it tennis and you're having to swing your arm. I mean, everybody's played the Everyone's played the Wii. Everyone, the, uh, everyone's played the Wii. In America, Crazy fun fact, the, Wii. the most perfect games bold in Wii Sports is held by an 80-year-old man with over three, I think 3,000 perfect games. That is awesome. That is some repetitive wrist action. So, yeah. since <laughs> PS4... <laughs> I love it. So since PS4 and Xbox One have come out, however, Nintendo's kind of been lagging. Well, yeah, because they don't have a they don't have a real high power console. No, they don't. They, so here's all we what they can release. Here's all we know. 2017. It's called the Nintendo NX system. So NX. This is probably this is most likely the uh, next gen. Not necessarily. It's like the the title. The secret title for it, because before they'd probably get an official name for it. Secret yeah, title at some point it. they'll call it something. So there's yeah. two things I know so far. The first game they're releasing is a new Zelda. Okay. Okay. So this is this is the Zelda that we have been that everyone's Waiting been for. hyping up for like ever. It's gonna be like open world. It's gonna be huge. It's open be world awesome. Zelda. Open yeah. world Zelda. It sounds awesome. It's gonna be absolutely massive. You've got me hooked. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm already excited. Right? Yeah. And so I mean, the last Zelda that I really got into I'm was putting my pennies in the jar. Uh, a, Ocarina of Time, right? That's right. the last Zelda. That's that the one where he plays the flute for time. Like yeah. he time travels. Yeah. With the so flute? I was really into that one. Okay. okay. So can you imagine an open world type Zelda? This is going to be nuts. This it's... is going to be nuts. And also, Nintendo does video games better than everybody else. Exactly. Their first party, their first, their first party games are some of the greatest games of all time. Right. So the other thing that we know a little bit is they've hinted on what the controller is going to look like. And it's oh, going to be. I haven't seen that. So they hinted a little bit. I read an article today about it. So it's going to be the size, maybe, of an Xbox or so the PlayStation Four. So kind of similar to like their Pro controllers so that they've released before. The PlayStation Four, you know, it's got that little pad in the middle. You yeah. can get interactive. Well, this one apparently they're going to try to go next gen to where they're going to get rid of everything to where the controller will also have a screen on it. So like the the Wii U gamepad, right? So, you know, no more DS. I mean, or you guess you could still have a DS, but you can well, play the game at some point, on mobile. The DS could become a controller for the Wii U, if I'm um, not mistaken. The Wii U, the Wii U gamepad um, is this big little, it's like a huge controller. It's rechargeable, it's got a big screen, and if you, if you, if someone's like wants to watch the TV, you can change the channel and the output, and you can just play your game on that pad. Yeah. What? So they're going to try to go this. Really, it's okay. So the thing it's is. It's a great idea. It's, it's a great idea, and the thing is that that game, that gamepad is so comfortable. One of my friends had it. I was like, oh, yeah, let me grab that. And I was like, oh, my God, this is one of the most comfortable game controls since the size of my arm. But the problem is there's no game support because the Wii can't make the, the big, powerful games. The Wii U is about the same level as the Xbox 360 because the the thing about the Wii U and the Wii was that they're, they've pretty much always been a console generation behind. Right, exactly. So now they're going to be up on, to par. On the level. Because if I'm not mistaken, I don't feel like Sony nor Microsoft 
Has, are working oh, on their next gen? Are they? Um, they're talking the PS, about doing like a, a one and a half on the PlayStation. The I've PS4 heard this. is releasing something called the PS4 Neo, which is going to have updated processors and can play uh, can play games in 4K. Right. Uh, mainly the the main the main reason they're doing that probably because they're trying to keep up the frame rate so they can play their VR because frame rate and resolution is like the two most important things for virtual, for virtual reality. reality. Correct. We sound like some intelligent nerds right we now. We really do. Okay, so here's here's We the, have finally hold on real quick. We have finally hit on a subject where Nico is contributing. Nico is like I love king it. Of I, this. I I absolutely adore video game history and this is where it kind really of scares is. me a little bit. The Wii U is not that old. It came out, I believe, in 2013. Yeah, it's not old at all. It's it's about three three years old. And, you know, the the the, uh, the announcement of this system is kind of interesting because they've been hinting at this for a while because the Wii U's been dragging in so long. But this kind of scares me because if we all were to go back to the days of the Sega Genesis, after they released the Sega Saturn, the Sega Saturn sales were really, really low. And so they were like, Sega's like, guys, we got to get on this, boys. So they released the Dreamcast. They the Dreamcast, the Dreamcast. The Dreamcast was ahead of its time. It's one of the most. Yes, popular. it was. It was. It was incredible. The amount of processing power you got out of that little box. Also, one of the first game consoles with internet connectivity. Correct. Sega was ahead of their time, and it was an amazing system. But it died because well, they released the Sega Saturn, and then like I think three years later they released the. Right. The Dreamcast. And then the Dreamcast had no game support. No game support because it was it was hard to develop for. So this is a new a new system. So these developers are going to have to have a new thing. The Wii U's isn't that old, so their whole library, if, if they don't make it backwards compatible, their whole library is pretty much null and void. And yeah, they have it's going to be nuts. Games. Bayonetta 2 is on there, their Smash Bros. series, all of those games are on this Wii U system. And it's it sucks because this this next coming system, if it's going to kill it, then the, the entire Wii U library that they've been building... Because it's getting really good games, and especially recently, because everyone thought this yeah, Zelda was going to be on the Wii. It's getting good games, but no one's no one owns one. No one's buying the console. If, if you don't, if you, you don't know? own the console, it doesn't do them any good to release killer games for it. I think it's the problem is they're releasing A plus games to use some some video game verbiage. They're releasing these A plus titles, and then they're or triple A titles, but there's no one who owns a Wii U to play it. It's like a sports team that has all this money and they're. The Cleveland Browns. They're throwing money at all these people to bring them in. They're not working sooner or later. You just got to cut ties, you gotta rebrand, start over. Start over. Now, so, the interesting thing, though, to me about this, the thing that, that, that I most feel about. Okay, so Guns N' Roses had this beautiful moment. Sweet child of mine, where they, had, they just kind of owned everything, right? Correct. Welcome to the jungle. If, there was, if, if you heard a scratching guitar, you immediately were like, if this is Guns N' Roses, turn that shit off. So to me, what I think is going to happen, this feels like like a... An old giant coming back for one more fight kind of a scenario. This is like Hulk Hogan coming back to fight at the end of his career. Right, against The Rock at WrestleMania. I don't know, man. So, I, I love Nintendo. And, and the I've thing, been, the difference between Nintendo and Sega, though, is that Nintendo developed its own games. Sega did two, but they only did a couple. Nintendo will throw 20 games at this thing probably within the first yeah, year. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we got a new Super Mario Bros. Yeah, so doing that, let's do this real quick before we go out to a break. We'll start with Nico. Two games that you would like to see them do on this new Nintendo system. Well, we already have the confirmed Zelda, but I really want to see a proper new Metroid game. They announced a Metroid game, but it looks absolute garbage. It's in the same universe as Metroid, but doesn't even involve Samus at all. So Samus is a chip, right? That's Samus, yeah. the blonde? Yeah. Okay, okay. So you so want a new Metroid. I what want else? a proper Metroid, and I want to see Capcom release a Mega Man game for this thing. A Mega Man game. That would be awesome. That would be cool. All right, Corey, quick. Okay. DLG, two games you would like to see. All right. I would like so I'm excited about the fact that Nintendo's getting to open world. I would like to see something in the Mega Man universe. No, this is no Mega Man is Capcom. They haven't released a Mega Man game in over, I think, 
eight years now. Right. I would like to I would like to see something in the Mega Man universe, but new characters. But those concepts of like the Bubble Man and the the you know where they all had like those kind of interesting yeah. villains. Where do those guys go? What kind of worlds do they live on? Who do they fight? <laughs> open world, Mega an Man. open world Mega. Man. That'd be awesome. Mega all right, what, what else you got? Star Fox. Star Fox. Star Fox yeah. There's, Star okay, so there's there's actually a new Star Fox game. I don't care about I don't care about the Wii U, Nico. It's, it's coming we want to know on the Nintendo yeah, and the Wii U is dead. Wii U is dead. dead. The Wii U is dead. dead. That horse is done. So Star Fox. So Star Fox. You want to see another Star Fox? Okay. So interesting story. Star Fox. This is the the new Star Fox game is the first one to come out since I believe the early two thousands on the GameCube. And I want another one. Right and I want away. another one right after the one that just came out. I want one even bigger, better, and I want to blow up more stuff. All right. So quick, Fair. two games that I would like to see. Go. Since we already touched on Capcom. A brand new Capcom versus Marvel. Oh, How awesome would that be next gen? Oh, like Capcom versus Marvel Four. That would be you know huge. some of these three, new. Three was really fun. There'd be some like of these a new Marvel characters. characters. Yeah, it'd be awesome. And also <laughs> would be awesome. First person shooter. A new Goldeneye. Goldeneye for Nintendo sixty four is probably the best first person shooter game ever. They remade Goldeneye on but the Wii. Actually, we're not talking about the Wii, Nico. Nico, we're talking about the N X, the old Wii. I'm not talking about the, the N X. On the new He's one. Gone. So a new, NX, a new first person shooter. The young guy is talking old stuff. And right. The old the guys new, are the talking new stuff. new stuff. Right. <laughs> Alright, so with that being said, Donnie, Nintendo Donnie, NX. Donnie games? Uh, one of the best games I've ever played. Don't say Pokemon. Rampage. R- Rampage. Oh, you were, yeah, the monsters yeah, that tear down the buildings. the buildings. Oh, yeah, that thing was so cool. Yeah, that, that was. I was best. just thinking about that game the other day, actually. So that's that's awesome. That would be I cool. I couldn't remember the name, but now I know exactly and what it is. Did you have a special uh, special final boss? The Power Rangers Zords. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're making so a new cool. Power Ranger movie. And, and of course, Pokemon We didn't even touch about that in the first See, episode. We can, we can okay, there we go. There we go. The other one. Pokemon Stadium. Pokemon, Pokemon Stadium. All right, so let's go on to a break real quick. We're going to come back and we're going to spotlight Iron Man. In honor of the Civil War. Honor of the Civil War movies. Alright guys, let me tell you about one of my good friends and a longtime fan and supporter of the show, Wrecker Mike. He's a good friend and he, he takes care of me every time I've had myself in a bit of trouble and he can help you guys out too. Whether you simply locked your keys in your car or God forbid you get in a car accident or something and you, or you want to try and just save some money on a deductible or you've had too much to drink and you just don't want to mess with the DUI or even run the chance of getting one, Wrecker Mike can help you out. You want to give him a call at 281-830-5819. That's 281-830-5819. Wrecker Mike, he's my friend, and trust me, when you need him, you want him to be your friend, too. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio on Money Green Music, where there's still time to buy ads for the month of May. All right, welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. Corey right. DLG running the show as usual. You're not running the show. Uh, My assist man here. I'm not the assist uh, man. Joey Savage, who feeds me the basket. And I rock it every I, time. I don't know why this guy thinks he's the rock star. And then the setting, the, setting the picks and uh, getting the rebounds and doing the dirty work. I'm not happy right now. Nico Bosch. I'm not happy. <laughs> See, I, just, <laughs> I don't know where you got the idea that you're the scorer. I'm Lebron James. You're Lebron. not. I'm Lebron, Lebron James. You're I drive like a Kia Optima. James. Lebron James. I'm, I'm, Lebron, I'm Lebron James. I drive a Kia Optima. Well, There's a 100% I, uh, chance I drive it. Before I blow my mind, Rody, go ahead and take us into yeah, this. Yeah, I see what you did there. Take us into this. Segment. So we're doing a character spotlight here. So we're this gonna, is a thing we want to do. We want to do this every once in a while. It was Nerd Thug Radio. We're into comics, so we're going to try to educate the masses. Educate the masses on certain characters that are relevant times right a month. Yeah. So right now, obviously, Iron Man and Captain America are about to have a pretty big storyline going on in a little movie called Civil War. Little movie. So we're going to talk about the different iterations of Iron Man that aren't in the movie already. Obviously, the story that you know in the movie is pretty straightforward. He's a weapons maker. He suffers an injury from his own weapons. He then has to use his own ingenuity 
to, to get himself life. to get himself out of trouble and save his own life, thus creating the suit of armor that becomes the Iron Man. So Iron Man debuted 1963, Tales of Suspense number 39. And the first appearance of Iron Man. And it's a pretty similar story. He's in the, the Viet Cong back then. And um, he he creates the armor. Uh, it's actually, the armor in the movie is pretty true to how it looks. Yeah, in the it's comic. pretty similar, the movie, to the comic. They did a really good job. They did. Those that first Iron couple Man iterations. was amazing. It really was. It really was. They, they, get it, they get it right in the comic book sense. What happens from there, though, when you tell 40 years of comic book stories, you get some weird ones and some fun ones. You do. So... Iron Man's story is no longer is as smooth and straightforward as you would think it would be for a guy who wears a massive suit of armor. He's dealt with alcoholism. Uh, there's been many years where he wasn't even the guy in the suit of armor. Yeah, that's the one thing I like about Iron Man, real quick, when I touch on this, is he's a character who's gone through so many different stories. He's played kind of the villain a bit, kind of the good guy, the anti-hero. He's done so many different things in the comics. He was the leader of Shield at one point. Correct. You know, he's always been real big with the Avengers. Correct. He's teamed up with the West Coast Avengers. I mean, he's done a lot. And the Maria Stark Foundation famously has always cleaned up after Avengers fights. It's a little Correct. known factoid, but in the beginning they reference it all the time that uh, the foundation he named after his mother would come in behind Avengers fights and, and basically pay and help rebuild everything. Uh, so Tony Stark has probably spent billions in the Marvel Universe rebuilding places and things and, and putting orphans in schools and stuff like that. Yeah, Forbes does a annual list a lot of times. States like comic book characters. Oh, okay. Wealthiest comic book characters. And I think they always have Tony Stark as like either number one or two. Probably the behind Bruce Wayne. Yeah, or, uh, or uh, Oliver Queen. Oh, or, or, or Lex, Lex Luthor. Luthor. Yeah, yeah, there you go. You okay. know what? So, real quick, we were talking to someone. I forget who was I talking to. Like, what's the greatest superpower? I was talking to a guy at work today. What's the greatest superpower? You know what he said? Money. Money is the greatest superpower. Look at Lex Luthor. What powers does he have? Well, his intelligence is incredible. Well, he's intelligent. He's got enough money to. That's There's true. a lot of intelligent people out there. That's true. You never, you know, you'll never. But find. his intelligence. The thing that comes that they kind of imply with Lex Luthor is that his intelligence is next level. Right. He's not. He's but not. Money. He's not nerdy. He's super nerdy. But, but the back, money. The money goes back to Tony Stark when Stanley created. Iron Man, he wanted to create this businessman superhero. He based it on Howard Hughes. And so that's where Tony Stark came from. So beyond him having the suit of armor, he's a solid businessman. He has tons of money. Correct. He's always footing the bill for the Avengers. Uh, he also famously is like, he's a hard character. Uh, him and James Rhodes, even though they always work together, they fought all the time because all Tony would always push James down these paths that James Rhodes wasn't comfortable with because Tony needed the Iron Man to do things. Right. So there was always kind of this conflict between the two that James Rhodes wanted to be his own hero. He didn't want to be Tony's lapdog. Well, Rhodey also worked for the government. Uh, on and off. On and off. A long time he was like, uh, for a long time in the comic books, he was the personal bodyguard. He did right. work directly for Stark, and he they did. still had that conflict of... So you've got, well, you've got Iron Man, Tony Stark, who wants to do his own thing. Correct. Operate on his own set of rules. Correct. At most times. But there would be times when he couldn't. There was a, famously, there was a long time where he was paralyzed and operated yep. the armors with like a cybernetic implant. There was also a time he was believed dead, and was secretly operating the armor, again, with the cybernetic implant. The, his storyline gets really confusing in the 90s. So, let's do this real quick. What's your favorite, one of your favorite Iron Man storylines? Uh, so, obviously, Demon in a Bottle, where they actually just head-on deal with his alcoholism yep, in, the, in the mid-80s. They basically just confront the fact that Tony Stark is a drunk. Um, what happens is he gets drunk while in the suit of armor. Yeah. And he injures some civilians during a, during a conflict. And so they deem him, they want to shut the Iron the Man down, want to, right? they, want to, they want to kick him out because they're unhappy with his behavior because it's come down to alcoholism. Uh, he has to deal with it. And since then, he's been a recovering alcoholic. 
and occasionally his 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 alcoholism has come into play. Uh, a lot of a lot of characters in the Marvel universe have to deal with that. You have well, Doctor Strange. Marvel universe is not afraid to touch on uh, the flaws of a human because I think that's what makes their superheroes you come back to a little bit. Marvel with their characters, they're very much. These are just normal people when it comes down to it. They're right. still humans. Right. Most, they're most, humans still. most of them. Right. I mean, even the mutants, they still have... Well, and even the Thunder God no, had to deal with his own humility. No one's perfect. And so Marvel does a great job of touching on some flaws because then the normal average reader like us can see our flaws in the superhero, see how they overcome well, it. Well, then famously, X-Men was an allegory for race. It was an allegory yeah. for uh, homosexuality. Uh, any, any sort of society, societal outcast, they kind of find their home with the X-Men because... That's exactly what the X-Men are. They're, they're outcasts to society. So you they said, protect a world that hates and fears them. So you said in the 90s. In the 90s, things get really complicated so, for Tony Stark. Go ahead. Uh, I'll tell you my favorite storyline. There's a time travel caper where Kang essentially kills Tony Stark when he's 40. And teenage Tony Stark somehow arrives in the present. Was it Kang or Immortus? Well, they're the same guy. Okay. That's a, that's one of the time travel snafus Ooh, there. Love Kang time and, travel. Oh, man. Love time travel. You do. Kang and Immortus are the same guy and actually have a war against each other because they're trying to determine who is the more dominant sounds, version of the same person. That sounds, that's like, that sounds like my that's future life story. <laughs> it's my future so, life story. So at one point, there's some sort of time travel war, and teenage Tony Stark comes out of it as the Tony Stark in our world. Now, granted, it's mid-90s. They do this whole thing where they send him back to college. He's a cool, young, hip Tony Stark playing with tech. He wears, like, half-finished suits of armor because he's always building other stuff. Have you watched the Iron Man cartoon where he is in school? The CG one? Yeah. Yeah, it's really that cool. That one's really awesome. And that's actually sort of, it reminds me a little bit of the comic book, except yeah. it's actually done better in that cartoon yeah, that than cartoon it was in the comic. pretty good. So, so the only character who really gets fixed by the death of Onslaught is Tony Stark. It's awesome. Um, so when Onslaught it's, uh, gets created and then killed by the Marvel characters, a bunch of the characters jump into the rift, they wind up in another universe, when they come back to the real universe, they emerge as the characters we now know presently. Tony Stark emerges as the properly aged Tony Stark again. They completely kind of ignore the fact that when he jumped in, he was a teenager. Did something crazy. Marvel did a lot of crazy stuff in the 90s. They, they were very bold. At one point, Wasp was like this creepy, mutant version of a Wasp. Yeah, like, they do some crazy stuff. They're not afraid to... They're not afraid to experiment. They're not afraid to experiment. So let me tell you, I got two favorite Iron Man storylines. The first one, it's probably one of the biggest lines he's done, Armor Wars. Okay. Great storyline. Yes. So basically, Tony Stark figures out someone stole his tech. And so he, he keeps turning up in all these villains. Yeah, he keeps turning all these villains. So he starts hunting down these these villains and getting his uh, tech back. And the problem is he starts getting a little bit more violent, a little bit more yeah. brutal because he's, they're using it to endanger innocent lives. And uh, the West Coast Avengers are involved in this, and he's a part of them at, at some point during this armor war. And they're upset with him because of his behavior, because he is starting to kind of blur lines a little bit in his yeah. aggressiveness and dealing with who has his Iron Man tech. Famously, the Mandroids. Have it. Yeah, the, man, the Mandroids have it. Uh, Titanium Man and Crimson Dynamo. For those that don't know, the Mandroids, the reason it's a big deal is the Mandroids are actually good guys. Uh, the U.S. government, turns out, stole some Iron Man tech. Yep. Put it on their prison security guards that guard supervillain prisons. Tony Stark says, if anyone has my tech, no one has my tech. He takes it from the villains. He then goes and takes it from the Mandroids. Takes it from everybody. So he just basically goes and collects all of his, his armor. Violently. O.J. Simpson-esque. Yeah, so it's pretty good. So... You should probably check it out. Uh, it's in a trade form. Read it. There's also a Armor Wars 2. I won't touch too much on it. It comes in the Secret Wars, uh, the new Secret Wars storyline. Have they started collecting those yet? Not yet. Okay. They're, com they're coming soon. Uh, the other one is uh, a couple years back, Marvel started everything over. They came with the all-new, all-different Marvel. Uh, Marvel Universe. Marvel Now, they called it. Yes. And Tony Stark got his own line. So his first storyline, 
Um, he's kind of similar to Armor Wars, but he's tracking down people who have forms of extremists. Oh, yes. And so uh, during his travels and trying to get all these, uh, was there Maya Hansen, right? So yep. He, mm-hmm. She ends up dying, kind of sets him off in a different direction, and he realizes that he's accomplished everything he can accomplish on Earth. So he's like, I need to go into space and, and see the great unknown. So, so he, he creates. Joins, he joins the Guardians of yep, the Galaxy. He does. So he creates this space uniform. He goes and he helps uh, the Guardians fight off a Badoon uh, attack on, on the world. Yeah. And he decides, you know what? I'm going to go with you guys. So he spends like a few issues hanging out with the Guardians of the Galaxy, ends up sleeping with Gamora. It's, it's pretty good. That's interesting. That is interesting. Uh, I do like the idea that he kind of says. You know, it's time for bigger and better. It's time for bigger and better things. That is that is very much Tony Stark's way of thinking. It's time to conquer something else. And What's there's, next? There's also a pretty good... Tony Stark's gotten really good lately. lately. So they redid the whole um, Marvel Universe again just recently. And so there was a new um, Tony Stark that came out. And it was called... Um, Superior, Superior Iron Man. Superior Iron Man. And basically there's a storyline... That goes on where uh, you know, the good characters kind of get a hint of evil influence and vice versa. Correct. And so he ends up leaving. He's at goes all the way to San Francisco, sets up shop in San Francisco. And he's got this extremist formula which can like make everybody like perfect, perfect, pretty awesome. Matt Murdock as Daredevil goes out there to kind of confront him, and he gives Daredevil sight. Oh. And so then it comes to a play where Daredevil's like, "Do I want to do the right thing, or do I want to lose my sight?" So it's a good read. Uh, basically anything Iron Man's in is that, is is that kind of just kind of playing off of uh, what they did a few years ago with uh, Superior Spider-Man? Yeah, yeah, no, that was the concept. Is well, Superior know, Spider-Man was Doc, Doc Octopus was, was in Peter in Parker's his body. brain in Peter Parker's body. This it's literally just Tony Stark, but he's got that hint, that hint of you. But you're correct. Basically, what they were doing was Superior Spider-Man did really well, and so they wanted to try another hero with a hint of evil. Uh, and basically, while Doc Octopus was in Peter Parker's body. Peter Parker's morality started to influence him and change Dr. Ock for the better. And so they wanted to kind of flip the story and tell a different one this time. But yeah, so the movies have kind of picked the best elements of it. Extremist yeah. featured at Iron Man 3 heavily. It did, and yes. Robert Downey Jr. Just, he is Tony Nailed. Stark. He is, there, there, you can have no one else play Iron Man. Nailed. Now, I will say this. They listed Sam Rockwell as a character, as, a, as an actor that they were considering for the role of Tony Stark before Robert Downey Jr. came into the picture. He didn't get it, but didn't then he played it. Justin Hammer. He played Justin Hammer, yeah. who is a Tony Stark ripoff, and, and, and nailed it. Yeah, and, and nailed it too. so well that I really think he would have made a good... If he, he got in shape, too, he would have made a good Tony Stark. But, but Downey, Robert Downey Jr. Killed RDJ. Just absolutely destroyed it. So stay tuned with us. Next week, we're going to do a one more character spotlight for the month. We're going to go with Captain America, Steve Rogers. You know, touch him up a little bit, give a little back history, some of our favorite... Um, Cap moments. Cap moments. Uh, so stay with us. We're going to come back with a fun game, Corey, that we like to call Going Exclusive. Going Exclusive. All right. Appreciate you guys listening. Stay tuned, and we'll be back in a minute. Go. All right, guys. Let me tell you about one of my good friends and a longtime fan and supporter of the show, Wrecker Mike. He's a good friend, and he, he takes care of me every time I've had myself in a bit of trouble, and he can help you guys out, too. Whether you simply locked your keys in your car, or God forbid you get in a car accident or something, and you, or you want to try and just save some money on a deductible, or you've had too much to drink, and you just don't want to mess with the DUI or even run the chance of getting one, Wrecker Mike can help you out. You want to give him a call at 281-830-5819. That's 281-830-5819. Wrecker Mike, he's my friend, and trust me, when you need him, you want him to be your friend too. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio on Money Green Music, where there's still time to buy ads for the month of May. 
All right, guys, welcome back, Nerd Thug Radio. Sitting with me is Corey DLG, whoop, whoop. Superman himself, Nico. Hey, man, that's pretty good. That's pretty good, right? And for this segment here, we're calling it Corey going exclusive. Going exclusive. So for this segment, we have a special guest with us, Donnie Utah. He's gonna yep, yep. sit in, kind of give us his thoughts on what we got going on here. So here's the name of the game. And you're Joey Savage. I'm always. Joey Savage, the captain, as always. Ugh, so here we go. You here we go. The captain hat, though. Here we go. So a couple weeks ago, we did a segment, Would You Rather? Would You Rather? It's kind of infringes on that a little bit, but this is called Going Exclusive. You're going to lay out some options for us? Here, here's the name of the game. You get four options, okay? okay? You have to pick one that you're going to go exclusive with, and you can never have the other three the rest of your life. So a little different than Would You Rather. So it's not two terrible situations. No, it's, it's not like, two terrible situations. It's like four good things, and you have to abstain from three. Well, for the it rest could be of good life. things. It could be bad things. So you, but, the lesser of the four uh, evils. Correct. Yeah. But you only get one. So like your shirt has all four logos. You would only get so, one. Super so right now, Nico is Flash. wearing a shirt that has Batman, Flash, the Green Lantern, and Superman symbol. So basically, in the name of this game, I would say pick one of those to go exclusive. You can only read those comics the rest of your life. Ooh. You can never read the other three. You get how the game goes? Yeah. All right, so here we go. First one, throwing it out there, getting nerdy. You have to go exclusive with one of these four. Okay. You have to pick the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the Star Wars Universe, mm. the Harry Potter Universe, mm. or the Lord of the Rings slash Hobbit Universe. Corey DLG, go first. What do you say? So I only get to exist in... I only so get you to, only get to... So you have to take one of those universes, and you can only watch those movies. Oh, okay. And those are the okay. only nerd movies you can watch for the rest well, out of, of your three. life. Out of those four For sets. the rest of your life. Uh, mine would be mine would be Marvel, then. Marvel? Yeah. Uh, I like... It's It's been such a cool thing to see the superheroes come to life on the screen. And it, as fun as the Star Wars, it seems like it's about to get. Mm-hmm. They're about to tell a bunch of really cool movies and stories. If I never knew, I'd be okay with that. But to see Iron Man, to see Captain America, see where it see goes Thor, from here. to see Thanos coming, the Infinity Gems. Yeah, it's going to be mean, good. There's things in the future. So Marvel, to me, is, is, where, is where I'm at. All right, Donnie Utah, what are you going to say? Okay, I would have to go with Marvel as well. So we got two Marvels here. A, a little bit different reason on it. Because um, I, I love Harry Potter. I've read all the books, seen all the movies more times than I... But they're not going to do anything about. else, really. I know they got that, Fantastic yeah, Beasts. Yeah, they got that coming out. But there's but, not really anything Harry Potter and, movie-wise. Yeah, they just still, released a new Harry Potter book. They did, but But still. that's more like a playwright kind of turned into it. So that's kind of where, to me, the Harry Potter has no big no way to grow. coming up. Right. Because right. she's kind of, at the end of the seventh book, she kind of sealed Harry Potter and the whole Voldemort. So, from, so even they, from this point forward, it would be Harry's kids. Yeah, it's like Harry's like kids or, which, or like in the Magical Beast going way back which, before So we're sitting, there's four of us, and me and me and Utah Donnie here, Donnie Utah, we're both huge into Harry Potter. Now, I would I would love seeing more of Harry Potter, even if it's oh, the yeah. kids, but I, I get what you're saying, I get where you're going from. Yeah. There's nothing and planned. There's nothing planned, so it's kind of like you've got the eight movies you're stuck with. Yes. Yeah. And then Lord of the Rings, I feel, is kind of the same thing. They're kind I'm of never done. really big into it, but they're kind of done with it. And when you think of Star Wars, kind of like Corey saying, there's a lot going on with it and coming up. But if I don't know, I don't care. Gotcha. And Marvel right now, too, with Civil War, they're bringing in new characters that you're not used to. Very true. Very true. So they've got just, you know, it's almost like an infinite world of things that they can continue to bring in. Exactly. The only thing that brings me down on Marvel is the fact that if I don't do Marvel, there could still be some DC or different things. Coming in. True. So you still kind of get that superhero fix. Right. And then you could just kind of, you know. You would cheat. 
Yeah, she was cheating. She a little bit. She a little bit like yeah, tonight when you here recording instead of painting with his soon to be wife. Oh man! Just got it. Just got Nico, what do you say? I gotta go with the Marvel Universe. I've, three Marvels so three far. Marvels. This is going good. Straight three. <laughs> I absolutely, I I love Star Wars and the new movies, the Rogue Squadron trailer that I yeah. oh, yeah, it yeah, was so, so good, and it's so interesting, and I really want to see it. But Marvel has just they have so many big things. Like I want to see Thanos. Just like Corey said, it's like. There's Thanos. There's the Inhumans coming up in a few years. No, there's not. Yeah, that one just got pushed back. That just got scrapped. No. Anyway. Speaking of that real quick, I feel like the Inhumans movie version is just scrapped completely. I think so, too. Honestly, I think the reason it went away is they're touching on Inhumans in the show. Not even that, but the guy who it was his project, someone, him and uh, Kevin Feige are... I've kind of fallen out. They aren't really seeing eye to eye, and he's kind of done now. Yeah. So it's all Kevin. Even even still, the stuff that he was confirmed... Even Stevens? Shadow LaBeouf? Uh, (laughs) Yes, even Stevens... You still have you still have the you still have Infinity War you still, or uh, Infinity Gauntlet. You still have uh, Guardians of the Galaxy two. Guardians was one of my favorite movies. Like, very good, that. very good. So that's okay. why I'm saying Marvel. I'm gonna go Star Wars here. Okay, makes sense. Makes sense. Even before all you guys jumped on the Marvel bandwagon, <laughs> in my mind, I'm it wasn't going to Star a bandwagon. Wars. So here, you bandwagoned. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Here's the thing: Winter Soldier, one of my favorite characters. I've seen him in a movie. Right? So Guard- you feel like you're over it? Guardians? No, no, not over it. I've got to choose, right? Right. Guardians of the Galaxy, right? I've seen... I, I was real big into the comics. That movie came out. I've got to imprint. So uh, I could live with not seeing more. But Star Wars, on the other hand... So I'm going to cheat a little bit like, like Donald here. I'm going to take Star Wars because I feel like there's so much more that's coming. And Star Wars has been around for a long time. Like, it's so standard... It's been around since the seventies. It's lasted, you know, forever. But, but it the sounds times. like the plan is they're going to do a, basically a movie every year. Right? They're going to do a movie yes. every year. Whereas Marvel, they're, you're 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 um, young Han Solo. You're stuck to just the Marvel Avengers cinematic universe. I can cheat a bit because my favorite character Cable is in Fox's X Men. So if I stick Star Wars here. You know, I get to, I love Star Wars. I mean, there's so much Star Wars. Think you can even go to like the Star Wars cartoons, all these new Star Wars movies. You know, on the backside, I'll cheat a little bit and watch Mexico. You see what I'm doing there? Yeah, I don't, and, I don't disagree. And I want to be okay. We're nerds, and I feel like this stuff's going to go on forever. But here's my thought: in honesty, how long do you think it is before the average person starts getting burned out on Marvel movies? I don't. I, I don't. You think they're going to stick with it and keep rolling through? Yeah, I think so. I really do. Because I hope it does. I think the average yeah. fan has kind of fallen in love with franchises. Also, what's interesting is that there's a lot of there's a lot of comic book based shows and movies that are coming there is up. there is like Lucifer. I had I had no idea that was right. a comic the book. Have you watched it? I've seen I've seen an episode. It's pretty good, right? I love the writing. It was wonderful. pretty good. So one thing that one thing that I think is going to the reason I think this uh, is because people keep asking questions of us. The nerds. They keep coming to us and going, "Hey, tell me what, what's the story on this Ant Man guy? Yeah. Does he really get his own way. movie?" And then it turns out Ant Man does you know eighty million dollars opening weekend. People people are interested. They're they're caring. But franchises are studios love them because they're connected. They keep bringing people back. But the audience has started to fall in love with the idea that these characters keep coming back for them. True, very true. I mean, you know, no one no one quit on Harry Potter. No one you know no one quits no on one Rocky. Did. Rocky keeps coming out with movies. And so that's why. Back. But with Star Wars, I feel it's been around since the seventies. It's lasted the sands of time. But, but it's got the opportunity. But it only to kind last of it didn't really last so much as it had moments. Even longer. I do think now that now that Disney has basically said there's going to be a yeah. Star Wars movie every year. It's going to be awesome. awesome. It's Rogue Squadron looks really good. One thing I can say is that the Hans, young Han Solo movie. I'm not really that interested. Oh, in Oh, I am. It's just Harrison Ford, young Harrison Ford, beautiful man. <laughs> Yeah. Here's, here's the thing. He made that character. He did. However, 
you know, they build the legend of Han Solo without ever explaining the legend of Han Solo. So now you're going to get the opportunity to figure out what makes him the legendary smuggler. And here's what kind of hurts, I think, Lord of the Rings in this for, is they've got the three movies, right? The three Lord of the Rings movies and the three <laughs> Hobbit movies. Correct. There is such a huge world that Tolkien created that huge. they, that they allude to a little huge. bit here and there. They could do so oh, really much good. spinoffs of this thing. Oh, yeah. And I guess because of the Tolkien family, maybe they just don't, or Peter Jackson doesn't want to do it. Well, the thing of it is... They could do a Peter whole Peter Jackson, lot. it sounded like he was kind of hoping to just produce this last trilogy instead of actually having to make it. And he did the whole thing. Guillermo del Toro was supposed to make it. Yeah, that felt He right. backed out because Pacific Rim was finally ready to go, and so he, yeah. he made that instead. I'd like to mention, Guillermo del Toro comes up with the craziest stuff. He brings so much to the table that I absolutely love him. He was supposed to you work You love on- him enough to marry him? Guillermo Toro? Not really. Okay. I do love Captain Britain. You're safe. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I I actually love the stuff. Uh, Pacific Rim was huge for me because it was. I love mecha anime, and that was like kind of an introduction to like mecha to like a huge you know Western oh, audience. Yeah, definitely. No one, no one else had. No one else had really like. No one's like, oh, like I have a mecha show, and it literally just had gyro what's fighting giant monsters. I love that stuff. I'm and so he also glad. he was also going to work on the Silent Hills before uh, Konami canceled it. Yeah, he was going to make was, a video game. He was going to make a video game. Yeah. Silent, Silent Hills was going to be probably one of the greatest horror games ever. But Famously, just... the PT demo was downloaded for free on PS4, and it was like the scariest 25 minutes of video game. You keep walking through this house in a cycle, and then you start getting attacked by like this crazy ghost woman. Then there's like these creepy baby crying noises. Oh, it was the most brutal. So what if I take Lord of the Rings out and we put in Avatar? Would it change your mind on Marvel at all? No, I'm so no. not excited They're for gonna more Avatar. They're going to do three more of those. I understand. I okay, understand. so we're going to get out of here. Corey, you have uh, okay. going exclusive for all us. Right. So going exclusive, this just would be a fun one here. You get to have one of these, and you're an expert at using it, but you must choose. You get one. You have to choose one. You're an expert. Okay. There's no experts. We've already established that. That's yeah, true. So you're okay, a so this specialist. You specialize. specialize. You specialize in it. Okay. Fist bump. Okay. So your choices are the Batcave, hmm. the Hammer of Thor, the Iron Man Armory, Cap's Shield. I think These this is pretty them. pretty simple. I think it's going to go down to either Iron Man's Armor or the Batcave. You wouldn't want to be the God of Thunder. No, I wouldn't. I mean, it's a hammer, and you know, I'm worthy, yay. You lose it, you're screwed. You lose it, you're screwed. <laughs> now, it always comes back to you, though. I mean, you concentrate. Does it? Returns. Does it? I mean, he's not the only person to hold it. But and the movie verse he is so far. But we're not talking movie. Vision. And you, 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 are an expert, you are an expert at using it. I'm not an expert. Oh. I'm a specialist. <laughs> vision, exactly. vision pick it up. The vision does pick it up. Thank you, Nico. Fist bump again. I'm going to go Iron Man's armor. Okay. He's got armor for everything. Similar to Batman, who's got suits for everything, but he's got armor for everything. Shout out to the suit of sorrows. So, you know, you can go into space, you can go into water. I mean, you can take on the Hulk. Right. I mean, any kind of armor you can think of, Tony Stark has created. And it's, I, I Phoenix felt, Buster? Yeah, even Phoenix though it Buster, even yeah. though it failed. So it kind of brings the question, where you, who do you think has better tech? Iron Man or Batman? Iron Man 3. And I'm, suits I'm taking else. Iron Man. Oh. I, w- I would take the Iron Man armor. I would probably, you know, I'd probably be like Iron Man... One where I'm like partying at the house in the Iron Man suit. <laughs> I'm getting drunk this in two. This two. two. I'm getting drunk in the Iron Man suit. I'm okay. sitting on top okay. of Dunkin' Donuts eating donuts in the Iron Man suit. I'm taking my kids to school in an Iron Man suit. He's dropping. You know off. what? I'm bored. I'm gonna go to space and hang out, see what's going on. Alright. You call I'm, me from the moon. I'd call you from, hey, DLG, can we do the next episode on the moon? Yeah? Cool. Neil Armstrong's hanging out here too. Alright. So Nico, 
I gotta go Thor's hammer. I, I knew Thor's like, hammer. I yeah. knew you have to. I knew he. Would. I think so. It's he, it's it's so cool. Plus, this opens up a whole Asgardian. I can hang out with all the cool Asgardian people. This is true. If Although it seems Iron like Man's, Odin would be a downer. If you had Odin, Iron Odin would be a downer, but I can hang out with my main man Heimdall. He seems like a pretty cool guy to hang out with. Hey Heimdall, check out the girl's shower. Yeah, because he's always watching everything. He's like Santa. He's like the ultimate creeper. But he's, he's also but he's for also, good. But he's also the ultimate protector. Is he? Kind of. He's supposed sort to of. He's supposed to be. Supposed to be. Supposed to be. Loki and the Frost Giants got by him pretty easily. Yes, he did. Well, they were invisible. <laughs> invisible. So you're gonna go. You're gonna go hammer. I'm gonna go hammer just because of the fact that I can see all the cool Asgardian stuff. You go to all nine realms. Okay, exactly. Donnie, Donnie, Utah. Utah. I'm glad we're all going a little different here. Uh, I would pick the Batcave. See, I, uh, I, now, I, I kind of feel like those are the two main choices here. I'm, yes. I'm, I see you. You want to be a god. That's cool. So you're going to be a costumed fun. Avenger. Okay. And you're going to have access to the whole armory. The Batmobile, the Batwing, the Batcycle. Yes. I mean, there has not Robin been a Batmobile suit. that I don't like. He's going to be in the Robin suit. He's the new Robin. No, and then, and then one of my... I guess I, guess yeah, I have yeah, a right? question on this. Okay. Does the money come with the Batcave? I mean, because I would just I would say, assume. screw y'all. I'm not going to be a superhero. I'm just going to go have fun with our money. I mean, gonna you're going to have to replenish supplies, so there's a fund somewhere, but you're not Bruce Wayne. You're simply... I just have access to, to the Batcave. Bat I just do that. You're like the next Batman. Correct. So... You're see, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. The world will hit <laughs> me because... I wish they would have continued I there. would just go drive the Batmobile around for the fun of it, fly the... Wow. Okay, interesting. Then, interesting. And then, I mean, there might be some crime fighting every now and then, but <laughs> it's going to kind of be an at-my-leisure, you know... Okay, I think so. The guy who sided with Captain America to protect people now wants the Batman suits, and well, I don't want to fight crime now. Well, he wants the choice to fight crime. Remember, he, yeah. he yeah. sided with Captain America to have the choice to fight crime. I feel like those are contradictions. And now we're finding out that his choice is to not, not fight. fight crime. Yeah. yeah, I just want the money. I want to be with Cap, so I don't have to choose. I don't have to fight people. Right? No one's going to make me fight anybody. But, but right. that, that was kind of the point. Was that I just want to swing around on batterings. Iron, and... Iron Man was going to make you. You know, I have superpowers now. I have to go register. Right. Now I have to fight when they make me fight. All right, DLG, this so, is your question. So this what is, do you say? What I would do, I think you kind of convinced me the Iron Man armor. See? Yes, see? I was going to go Thor. I was going to go Thor. But realistically, you're kind of set for every scenario. Every scenario. Including Hulk busting. Including Hulk busting. Now, if I had the full Iron Man armory at my disposal, I may go supervillain, though. Supervillain? I might go supervillain. Super with the Iron you know, armor. you've always been a huge fan of the villains. Of villains. So real quick, this is going to digress completely from here. So we <laughs> both gonna... play, we both play Hero Clicks, HC Realms. We've been wanting to shout these guys out for a while. They do this role playing thing. Yes, they do. So me and you decided we're going to get involved. Right. So from the very jump, one of us was going to be the good guys. One of us was going to be the villains. And then we, we I play let through you, the story, the whole thing. I let you decide, thinking he's going to take the villains. I'm going to be the good guys because I always play villains. All, all is good in the world, and you took the good guys, and it's been. Killing you ever since. So no, now no, you want to no, take no, the no, Iron Man no, no, suit, no, no, no. and now you want to be a villain. It hasn't been killing me. It's been you're fun. Justin Hammer. I even said you're Justin, I Hammer, am Justin who, Hammer. You're Justin Hammer who gets involved in all of the Iron Man I steal all the Iron Man suits, and I go, um, you know what I do? You should, you should have suits based off the Sinister Six. Oh, I totally would. I'd have all kinds of suits. But you know what I do? <laughs> I'd have fun tech too. I'd have like little, like, I'd do all the powers. Like, I'd have boomerangs and things like that. I would do all of it. All the shocker gauntlets. I'd have all of it if I had you, to start you gotta tech. Have, you gotta have a, just a, a party suit that just shoots confetti. I wouldn't even need friends anymore. Fire would just be me and the Iron Legions hanging, hanging out. out. Hey guys, so just go play basketball. So here's what I would do: Iron Legion, the me and Iron Legion, play pick and roll on space, on the moon, on the moon, on the moon, moon basketball, moon basketball, 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 with, basketball, basketball with, the with the Iron Legions. You're kind of you're kind of converting me to Iron Man because the more I think about yeah. it, it's like. If I'm in the bat cave, I need You're down to... underground in a hole well, where and, water's running and bats are flying. And, around. and, and I'm in. Not a but you do suit. have a butler. 
Still that that is true. But I have Jarvis. I've got I've got it's you know, weapons that will make me fly or glide. If I'm in the Iron Man suit, I can just take off and go. Right. I don't have to get in any kind of... Here's what I do. I make myself king of a small nation. I use the technology to make the nation awesome like Wakanda. So you buy like a bunch of islands off the coast somewhere? I'm like, this no, is no, not no, no, me. No. I go right into the middle of Africa and I make them a superpower. No, I just throw the whole world balance why off. Why wouldn't you just go to Panama? Because you are a, Panamanian. As a Panamanian, it's my duty to spread panda love everywhere. No, see. So I go to Africa and I'd be the new Genghis Khan... And I'd have like the six, Genghis Khan of Africa, not Asia. I'd have like six thousand heirs, like two years from now. Yeah, you know, I watched the show. You watch that show Marco Polo on Netflix? Uh, it's on my list. It's on my. It's list. a good one, very good one. They were saying something like Genghis Khan had more kids than like yeah. just one way or another, like one in every four people it's, related yeah, some like, way to Genghis this, Khan. This, even now in modern times, I believe this the stat that was one in eight are still essentially like third cousins because of how deep Genghis Khan ran Before through China. Deep. Okay, so I got another one. Okay. okay. This one, not as much fun as these other two. This is really going to make you think. Okay. okay. We're going to make this our last one of the night. This is the last one of the night. This is the take home. Okay. Oh, man, you guys. He might be too young to know what we're talking here, okay? All right. All right. All right so you have, to, you have to pick one of these actors, and you can only watch the movies that they are in for the rest of oh, your you life. Like a, on a movie binge yep. this time. Okay. For the rest of your life, you have to pick one of these actors. Oh, man. Okay. So we're not talking cheating here. We're just talking... This is the only type of movies you can watch. Only not type, but they, they have... The movies that they were in. Starring, co-starring, cameo, whatever. Are you ready for the list? I'm ready. Alec Baldwin. <laughs> Polly Shore. Oh. Nicolas Cage. Oh. John Cusack. Well, I already know. Zach is already going to go Nick Zach's Cage. Zach would go Nick Cage. Yeah. He'd be like, done. Nick Cage. How hard is this to, to decipher, though? Okay, actually, you know what? You gave me an out. I've always been a Cusack fan. Really? He uh, he takes interesting roles now. When he was when he was a kid in the eighties, he took the, he was part of the Brat Pack. He now takes these interesting roles. He's played a lot of different characters here in the past ten years. I feel like every year there's every every year or two there's a couple of John Cusack movies that make it onto the DVD scene. I couldn't name be okay. one John Cusack movie that I've actually enjoyed my entire life. I couldn't. You didn't. You didn't, oh, you didn't yeah. see the one where he has all the, the personalities are all in the hotel. Was that High Fidelity? No, no. High Fidelity was good. Though. That's the only Jack, John Cusack movie I can uh, really tell you that he's been in. There was one my wife was watching the night, some like indie type flick where he was in. I was like, this is the stupidest movie ever. Man, he was in a lot of things and now that you're... Donnie, Utah, do you know any of these actors? Oh, yeah. I, I would team up with Zach and go Nick Cage. Nick Cage? I mean, Cage. I love history. So, I mean, I could just sit there and watch National the Treasure. Treasure Con Air. <laughs> yeah, Con Air. I, I just recently watched Con Air like Con Air, you could go... Two months ago. That's the first Man, time. Stickman. No, Gone Stickman. in 60 Seconds. Gone I could just sit there and watch seconds. Gone in 60 Seconds and National Treasure. You know back, what? Back I always rag on Nicolas Cage, but as I make this list, I'm going to have to go Nick Cage. Well, his, wow. there's some good movies. It, we just we just rolled through that. Nick Cage has just been... Well, here's what happens. You can go Ghost Rider 1 and 2, even though they were awful. They're still superhero movies. There was the one movie... He was with Jared Leto, Lords of War. Yeah. Actually, it was a really good movie. So, so Nick Cage had a strong film history. And then yeah. what happened is he got into some money trouble. And started doing all kinds of things. And then he basically just said yes to everything because he had money trouble. Um, that didn't fix his money troubles because he had money troubles. His his money troubles, he spends. So every time he would pick up a movie, he would spend more money. Yeah. Famously, he bought a $6 million dinosaur skull. He, bought, he owned several castles. Yeah. Uh, Zach Attack said on the show a couple weeks ago that he actually had bought the rights to a really expensive crypt in New Orleans in the world's most famous uh, uh, cemetery. And now he's lost ownership of it because of his financial woes. So you're right. When you name some early Nick Cage movies... Yeah, you can do some good stuff. He had some good stuff. 
Put down the bunny. I mean, Conair was great. My second choice would probably be Polly Shore. Oh. Of this list, okay? But he's been in like four movies and yeah. they're awful. No, when we were kids, man, I would watch Encino Man <laughs> and Son in Law. Brendan Fraser? Brendan, yeah, but Brendan Fraser, Son in Law. Jury Duty, <laughs> Biodome. I mean, you could just okay. watch those movies over and over. Jury but when Duty. was the last time you watched these? I, if I had a, if I went Polly Shore, I would literally get stoned every single day okay. and All watch right. Polly Shore movies. So you're saying you're, you would be miserable, you would abuse drugs, and, and watch Polly Shore movies, movies over and over. Did you see the one movie he did where like? Everyone thought Polly Shore had died, so he made his own movie. Like, where's Polly Shore? Or Polly well, he, no, dead? he made a movie called Polly Shore Shore's Has dead. Died, yeah. and he played the person. Asking them, have you heard Polly Shore is dead? He went up to like 30 and celebrities. He was Shore. Well, he, well, yeah, he is who he is. <laughs> but he, he wasn't cut, like no, no, makeup and mask and nothing. No, no, nothing. He literally walked, he had gotten a haircut, and then people just literally had forgotten what Polly Shore looked like. <laughs> and he walked up to other famous people, and he's like, have you heard Polly Shore died? And he filmed their reactions. The movie is hilarious because half of them laugh when they hear the news and then tell like a shitty Polly Poly Shore story. <sighs> When they're like, yeah, that guy, I think that guy owes me 20 bucks, actually. See Polly Shore on that big green tractor with John Denver just <laughs> bouncing through. I don't know why. I just think of that one that Charlie Chaplin won third in a Charlie Chaplin lookalike contest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Polly Shore is great. So, Jury Duty is like the worst movie ever. He, Nico, and for everyone out there who doesn't know, he purposefully, he doesn't have money to pay rent. So, he gets himself on a jury that gets sequestered, and he purposely is voting against the jury to draw the trial so, out like, they even, so like, that he can stay this, for free in the hotel. And he gets this like, oh. penthouse hotel room. <laughs> yeah, that's so it's, smart. It's pretty awesome. That's the greatest thing of all time. And Biodome. Have you seen Biodome? No. So Biodome, it's him and uh, Alec Baldwin's uh, younger brother, right? Steve Baldwin. Steve Baldwin. And Their girlfriends accuse them of not caring about the yeah. environment. So they build this Biodome, like this, this an environmental place where they're going to live in this dome and sustain themselves. Those albums famously just outside of here in Houston. I think so. That? They're, they're going to sustain themselves, and it's this group of scientists in the biodome. And Polly Shore and, and Stephen, Baldwin. Stephen Baldwin somehow find themselves they sneak in into the dome. Before so, it seals up. Before it seals up. And they're going to be in there for like a long... Like yeah, a, it's, it's supposed to be like... Well, the movie, I think, no, I think the movie says years. Uh, in reality, they were locked, they're supposed to lock themselves in for like 180 days. The idea is, could you create an environment that was self-contained and therefore take it other places, like to space and stuff? Yeah. And so here yeah. there's it's them two, and then there's like two hot scientists <laughs> yeah. in there. But everyone gets mad because everything is perfectly calculated for these six scientists, and now there are eight people Able breathing and eating, and, and they're like jumping in the water. And they're just they're complete goons. It's <laughs> awesome. It is amazing. <laughs> that just like my mind just keep clicking to the Simpsons movie. The son in law. Put the big, yeah. the big dome on top of the oh, Did you guys that. see son in law? I did. Yeah, I did. I so son in law, like he goes, he's in college and. He doesn't have family, so he goes home with this chick, right? His, like, a f- he's the weird RA, and the girl is sad. She's pregnant, if I remember. I can't remember. But she's she- coming home pregnant, and she and she needs, like, a fall guy. She's like, look, you come home. You say we're engaged. Uh, I reveal we're pregnant, and then you leave and say you're never coming back. And it makes her feel better. And so what? they're, like, in the city, in the college, and she's from this, like, podunk farm town. So and weird Polly Shore, Polly like, Shore. long hair. And just- the weasel! <laughs> it's awesome. Man, I might have to change the Polly Shore here. No, no, I'm sticking to Cage. Uh, it was. It I could do Ghost Rider. I could do Ghost Rider one and two. Isn't Idris Elba in Ghost Rider two? There's a there is a black guy in there. <laughs> wow, black guy. Wow. Yeah. I'm the racist of the show. Yes. Yeah. Good job, Captain. 
It's Idris Elba, right? Like, we're laughing. I don't think it is. We're laughing. Like, it's kind of funny. But if we actually put in those Polly Shore movies, we'd cry. I love Polly I don't think they're that funny. I think they're hilarious. <laughs> they're funny in memory. Now, now, famously, Nico, when you were a baby, we called you the weasel. Uh, Dad and I would do a really bad Polly Shore impression and call you the weasel. You were born with uh, your vocal cords were too tight. And so you made, like, high-pitched weaselly noises for, like, your first couple months. And then as you grew, they stretched. And we made fun of you and called you the weasel. So we're just going to start calling him Polly Shore for the rest, for the re- of, the rest of the show. <laughs> I can't be Polly Shore, guys. Right. Hey, so let's get, out, even, to, let's get out to a break. Enough. Yeah, let's get out to a break. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed that. Give us some feedback on the Facebook page and give us some uh, of your, what do we call this? Uh, going exclusive. Going exclusive. Give us some of your going exclusives and uh, we'll bring them up on the show. Yeah, and also give us some um, feedback on everything. What was the other one we played? Oh, would you rather? Yeah. So give us some would you rather's, give us some going exclusives, and we'll play those next time we, we do a round of one of these. Or if you get bored, you're with your friends having a few brews, play the game yourself and let us know about it. Yeah, film it, put it on the Facebook page. Holla! Alright guys, let me tell you about one of my good friends and a longtime fan and supporter of the show, Wrecker Mike. He's a good friend and he, he takes care of me every time I've had myself in a bit of trouble and he can help you guys out too. Whether you simply locked your keys in your car, or God forbid you get in a car accident or something, and you, or you want to try and just save some money on a deductible, or you've had too much to drink, and you just don't want to mess with the DUI or even run the chance of getting one, Wrecker Mike can help you out. You want to give him a call at 281-830-5819. That's 281-830-5819. Wrecker Mike, he's my friend, and trust me, when you need him, you want him to be your friend too. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio on Money Green Music, where there's still time to buy ads for the month of May. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio on Money Green Music, home of the throwbacks and unsigned artists. Um, this kind of wraps it up for us this week. I- I'm really glad to, to be finishing up a- another episode. Obviously, I want to thank Joey Savage and Nico the Barbarian. Everybody's hard work. We, you know, we're really enjoying ourselves. We're having a good time. I want to especially thank Donald Williams for uh, being for ga- kind of guesting in the studio. That was cool. We had a lot of fun with that. Uh, it was a, it was a fun weekend for it was a fun week for us. And I just want to make sure I say thank you to everybody, and obviously thank you for your support of the show. Like us on Facebook and on the Twitters. Uh, feel free to follow us on the Instagram. Get in touch with us any way you want. Tell tell us how you feel. Tell us how you think we're doing. We always want to hear about it. Uh, we did something special with the music this week. It's in honor of Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you. You see what we did there? May 4th? Yeah. We're nerds. Um, anyway, so this mashup came about. Um, there's a DJ. He put together, he put this together a long time ago. I think actually in honor of last year's May 4th. And, uh, it just, it sounds really great. I love it. I think it's a really fun thing. I love when you take two things that are just so different and you find ways to put them together. So to me, this is kind of a perfect match for Nerd Thug Radio. Notorious B.I.G. mixing with Star Wars. That kind of underlines everything, doesn't it? So that was the music this week, and it's in honor of Star Wars Day coming up this week, May 4th. Because again, obviously, may the 4th be with you. Um, so <laughs> we were pretty excited about that. I do want to thank Wrecker Mike for his support and sponsorship and just his love in general. The guy's a steady listener to the show. We like that. We like steady listeners. We want to we wanna develop everybody. Keep, keep writing the show. Keep talking to us. Let us know how we do. We want to hear from everybody. Uh, we obviously we played a new game this week, going exclusive. Uh, I hope I hope everybody enjoyed it. I don't know. I hope they did. I think it went really good. I think it was a lot of fun. Um, obviously, we've got that, and then we've got Would You Rather. So send in some ideas for those for either one if you've got them. We'd love to hear it. 
Uh, we talked about some TV shows, like things that have gone to the TV graveyard. We didn't touch on a couple. We missed a few. Dollhouse, Firefly, or some Joss Whedon classics. Uh, any shows that you guys can think of that you really miss? The ones that, you know, that really, they were awesome, and then they just kind of disappeared off TV, and you went, what What just happened? Feel free to hit us up on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter with those. We'll, uh, we'll put together a list, maybe talk about it next week at the top of the show. Uh, also, let us know what movies you're excited about, because we let you know which ones we were excited about this week. We talked about uh, Independence Day 4, and then the upcoming 21 Jump Street Men in Black crossover. Talk about mashing two things that don't go together, right? But anyway, I want to thank everybody for listening. Um, obviously, big thank you to Big Yang and Money Green Music, as always. Um, big thanks to Joey Savage. Big thanks to Nico the Barbarian. And that's, that's going to about wrap it up for us. As always, we appreciate your all's time and listening to the show. Make sure, just viewership alert. Game of Thrones comes on at 8 o'clock. So stay ready. I'm excited. I love that show, but I'm excited. Anyway, that about wraps it up for us. Stay tuned. Stay, uh, stay locked in with us and stay locked into Money Green Music, home of the throwbacks. This has been Nerd Thug Radio, talking nerdy to you.